Hm? Ah! Greg Nicotero, and you are listening to The Walking Dead Cast. Hi, I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to The Walking Dead Cast. Hey, I'm Matt Lynch. I play Henry on The Walking Dead, and this is The Walking Dead Cast. Hi, this is Danai Gurira, and you're listening to The Walking Dead Cast. I'm Scott Gimple, showrunner of The Walking Dead, and you are listening to Walking Dead Cast. Hey everybody, this is Chad L. Coleman. I play Tyrese on The Walking Dead. Hey, everybody seen Carol? Hi, this is Brian Charbonneau. You're listening to The Walking Dead cast. Don't get smothered. Hey, dumbass. You're listening to Jason and Karen on The Walking Dead cast. I am Scott Wilson. I played Herschel on The Walking Dead where we have Spaghetti Tuesdays every Wednesday. All right, all right. In the zombie apocalypse, we're going to walk around here. We're going to feel that we're by ourselves, and we're going we're gonna to find a way to thrive and survive and, and, and make it through, you know? It's going to be fine. Can we just dandy? Just break up the bond, go, we get to go. Andrew Lincoln, Rick from The Walking Dead. You're listening to The Walking Dead cast with Karen and Jason. I'm sorry this happened to you. Hey, Zed Heads, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. And I'm Lucy. And this is The Walking Dead cast episode 400, celebrating 10 years of The Walking Dead cast. Woo! Is it really? Yeah. How we, did you get all those little children to cheer for us? They were so hanging cute. out, but they're filing out now. Get out of here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. Were you going to ask if it's really been 10 years? No, I was. It's a, a very even number of episodes for our 10 year Walking Dead cast. I mean, I it's know. actually, it's just past the anniversary and it's also 400. Amazing. Yeah, I had been planning that ever since we published our first episode back in 2010. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm really happy to have both of you on for this. Um, Karen, you and I started and built this thing together. And Lucy, you've been my partner in crime lately and you've been awesome. So it's, I'm thankful that Aww. you guys both wanted to do it. So thank you. And I'm really thankful for both of you, too. Uh, Lucy, 
having you on lends not only an amazing Scottish accent, but all <laughs> all of the other cool stuff that you're adding to it. So yay. No, oh, it's an honor, an actual honor to be here. I got quite emotional writing up my thoughts for the the anniversary, so I think it's going to be a a lovely podcast. Depending on what Jason has in store, because he's things. <laughs> no, I mean, I went back, and you know, I, I felt a lot of pressure because I wanted to pull clips, and I'm like, I gotta pull exactly the right ones. But I'm like, nah, I'll just sort of randomly dip in, and that worked. Like, I found good stuff no matter where I dipped in, and and there were a few things that stood out in my mind that I went looking for too. But yeah, I really got me just appreciating everything that we've gotten from this podcast and mm. and that it's you know all the good things and just all the memories and all that so I, I felt pretty choked up myself oh mm. I like it and I remember when we started this and I looked at podcasts that had gone to 100 episodes and I was like Jesus these guys are obsessed man nerds <laughs> <laughs> dorks <laughs> exactly so this is cool but uh this is actually really good timing because i'm told there's a new development with the zeds lately that some of them have started evolving and they're actually starting to exhibit rudimentary speech patterns and scientists mm. have one in captivity and apparently he's ready to say his first words. And so they asked him why the apocalypse happened, because I think they figured the Zeds might have an inside scoop on this. So mm -hmm. let's listen and see what he has to say. <laughs> because not enough people voted <laughs> go to vote.org and make sure you're registered go right now thank you wow that's pretty cool incredible yeah. that's amazing incredible he he doesn't realize the internet and civilization are long gone but it's a nice it's a nice it thought a nice yeah thought. and oh, i yeah. just wonder if uh, the undead can vote well good question i think there's a big undead voter suppression effort going on and it's <laughs> it's a tragic tra travesty but they're on the brains platform i know that <laughs> <laughs> More brains, yeah. uh, two two brains in every pot. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> uh, but uh, seriously, I believe that there's no more important election so far in my long lifetime than this November's election, and I would love it if every one of you guys who's a U.S. citizen that's hearing my voice would vote. And if you do go to vote dot, vote org, you can see if you're registered. You can register yourself if you aren't, and in many cases, you can request a mail-in ballot so you can vote by mail so i thought that was an important enough message to put it in our 10th anniversary episode and here's so the zed yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah just just so happens he agrees um so our podcast is going to be in three parts today part one i talked with angela kang showrunner of the walking dead <gasps> what yeah amazing so that was awesome. We're going to, I'm going to play that first. I, I, you know, I already recorded it. So I'll just play that. Then we're going to talk about some of our favorite things about 
doing the podcast, some highlights, some moments, some memories. I have a bunch of clips to play, so that'll be fun. And then a bunch of you guys sent in voicemails, and I actually haven't listened to almost all. I think I listened to one or two. Um, so I'm excited to hear what you guys had to say in real time on the podcast. Love it. Exciting. So I wanted to do something special for our 10th anniversary episode, obviously, and I was hoping, uh, I want to get a big interview for this one, and Angela has been doing such an amazing job bringing the show back to its former heights and making it exciting and fresh and great, and I thought it would be a great way to celebrate 10 years of The Walking Dead podcast by talking Mm. to the woman who's been leading the charge and making it so great, and so she was my first choice for the for this episode she was the only one i asked i didn't ask any of the actors or anybody and Mm -hmm. she said yeah so i'm like cool (laughs) so and i had a fun time talking to her it was really really cool so without further ado here is angela kang so angela kang has been a writer on the walking dead since way back in season two and as you guys all know she took over as showrunner with seasons nine and ten my co-host and I and our listeners all think that you've been doing an amazing job on the show, Angela. This is our 10th anniversary, 400th episode, and you were our first choices guest. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, oh thank you for having me. Congratulations on uh, the anniversary. It's amazing. Yeah, it feels a little weird. Like we started a few months before The Walking Dead came on the air, so we get to celebrate ours first. But in, pretty soon you guys will, I'm sure, be having some celebrations of your own, right? Yeah, I mean, it'll be... Uh... Oh my gosh, this is, we're going into season 11 and obviously <laughs> everything's been delayed by um, the pandemic. I know. Um, but yeah, this is my 10th year working on the show and I don't even know how many episodes we've done at this point, but I don't either. I, you know, what? I should know that. Like a thousand. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I came on, I thought like, oh, like maybe we'll get to do a couple seasons of this show and that'll be awesome. And then it's it's lasted. So it's great. Yeah. Did you have any conception uh, that it might go a super long time or were you even thinking about that? No, I had no idea. I came on um, at the beginning of season two and because season one was only six episodes. That's like the seventh episode on. And, you know, shows don't really last a long time in general. So I um I had been on two shows for like, you know, my last two um writing jobs before that. They were a season. And so I was like, yeah, like this one seems like kind of popular for cable, but it'll be a couple <laughs> at most. And so I don't know. It's been really I feel fortunate that it's it's gone on and that we've still had stories to tell because I love the show. Absolutely. Well, the show feels totally refreshed since you took over and there's just so many great things about it. It's unpredictable. I feel like it's gotten even scarier than normal. Uh, the pacing is is fast. The characters are engaging. There's some new themes you guys are exploring, just all kinds of stuff. And I wonder if when you came on, did you have like a set of goals like, okay, now I'm going to take the reins. This is These are the things I want to make sure and accomplish or focus on. Um, I... Well, I thank you for saying those things because I think uh, some of the things that I did want to focus on was I was like, yeah, like I like the show to have a certain kind of a pace um, while also having those like really slow moments that breathe and, you know, have air. But, you know, in general, I wanted to um, kind of pick up pacing of storytelling and even within the episodes. Um, I'm a huge fan of horror 
which, you know, you would think would be obvious, but The Walking Dead, I think part of why um, it has connected with kind of a wide variety of people is it's not purely a horror show. Like it has a lot of character drama and heart. Um, you know, there's action, adventure, all kinds of things. And so our writer's room has always been like a really good mix of people who come at the stories from different perspectives. But I definitely wanted to amp up some of the horror, um, especially knowing the storylines we were going into with the Whisperers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to like really build up some of the character relationships, um, you know, when we were in the all out war storyline, it's a storyline about all out war. And so I think some of the relationships, like it, people were so spread out and not in each other's stories that, you know, there were certain pairings that I wanted to explore that were brand new. And then other ones like classics like Daryl and Carol that I just wanted to give a little more um, love. So I don't know, I guess those were my broad goals. And then just not messing the whole situation up <laughs> so I guess a goal <laughs> I mean have you been in touch with the feedback from the fans and the critics and everything like you must know that you succeeded uh I you know I try not to be on social media too too much mm -hmm. and I read too many comments but you know I've gotten some really kind comments from people obviously and then you know fans who come and interact at things like comic-con which we're doing virtually this year right and, you know, there's a certain number of critics who I've kind of gotten to know because they're sort of the first ones to ask questions. And, you know, they don't shy away from kind of asking hard hitting questions, but they're also like very kind and flattering when um, when they like the episodes. And so that's been um, it's been really cool to hear that it's connected with a lot of people. Yeah, I don't want to stick on this point too much, but I just it just occurred to me. I want to know if you knew that I think on Rotten Tomatoes seasons season nine or 10 has the highest rating of any of the seasons. Did you know that? I did know that because somebody texted it to me. <laughs> Pretty cool. Shot and sent it to me, and I was like, "That's awesome!" Right. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought to look for it, but yeah, somebody did send right, it. Right, right. Well, uh, let's see what else. I feel like maybe more than ever, and it makes sense because Walking Dead has been so long uh, on so long, but now it's kind of playing with our expectations. You've kind of trained us to expect certain things, and now you can kind of play with that and misdirect. And especially thought that with with Dante. And I just wonder if that's part of what you're doing, just kind of teasing the viewer and then taking a left turn and stuff like that. I, you know, like, I don't ever want to tease the viewer in a way that's like annoying or obnoxious. It's <laughs> like when, when there's um, stories though, that twist and turn, when I think back on a lot of my favorite movies and TV shows that have that kind of thriller aspect where you think you're following one story and then and like you're hit with like this really amazing twist Mind like blown. yeah like that's the kind of story that I really respond to and so with the Dante story we we weren't even sure we were going to introduce that character we have so many series regulars on the show and we're like oh we've got to like kind of give our due to all these characters but we were trying to construct something that felt like a cold war story in the apocalypse yeah. so it's a weird mashup of like horror but also like this cold war thriller and we were like well one of the things is like embedded spies like how do you even do that story without people like totally like being onto us from the first second and we had been on a separate track talking about Dante and do we introduce Dante and how and when and so then at some point we were like, well, what if we do the spy story, but we also introduce Dante and then it might hide the ball a little bit. Absolutely. But it 
it definitely did not come out of like, aha, let's like find a tricky way to trick the viewers. We just were talking about these two things and sometimes they marry in a way that that works out. And so we were like, you know what, that seems like a good thing to try. And then when I pitched it to our producers on our network, like, you know, we're using that as a trial balloon because it's like a lot of times their reactions when stuff surprises them and delights them, like that, it actually tracks pretty well with how the audience tends to react. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we never know, but it's like, we need that kind of like a little bit of some, some people outside of the story feedback. And everybody was like, wow, we did not see that coming with Dante. That's super cool. And so we were like, okay, fingers crossed. Like, hopefully this connects for viewers too. <laughs> it did. It, I was totally delighted and mind blown because I'm a big comic reader. And I think even people who aren't probably go on and look for spoilers. So it was a total misdirect that landed way harder because we weren't expecting it so it was great so so, uh let's see i I was really really looking as a comic reader looking forward to the whispers but i also was not sure how well they transferred to the screen because they seem so made for the comic but it turns out that i think they transferred even better than i hoped and i wonder if you were concerned like oh is this gonna really transfer over or were you pretty confident that it would work um, I, you know what? I think I was both because I love the Whisper storyline in the comic. I just think like, you know, my, my experience reading the comics was always like, well, the governor was, that storyline was perfect. Can't top itself. <laughs> it's and then Kirkman comes in. It's like, oh yeah, well, here's some Negan. It's like, well, that was perfect. Can't really top it. And then it's like, or what if the walkers started talking and then, you know, he created the whispers. And so I I was really excited to work on it, but it's also daunting. And I think, you know, one of the things where the mediums are different, which is kind of what you're hinting at, is that like it's really easy on paper. I'm not going to say it's easy because actually like it's a lot of work and masterful storytelling on Kirkman's part, but it's just, it's different because like it reads differently. Like you don't have to worry about like what the masks actually look like or like any of that part. And then when it's like, okay, now we have to make this three-dimensional, we were in conversations about how do we make this scary and not look like silly, like people just wearing like, you know, crazy masks. And so that's where we're really lucky that Greg Nicotero and his group, like, first of all, like designed these terrifying masks. But, you know, from our storytelling side, we were like, okay, well, we have to spend more screen time with them than the reader spends in reading time in the comics. Like, who are these people? Why have they adopted this philosophy? Like, what is the the relationships within the community, you know, just taking all the things that are laid out in the comic book and trying to flesh it out. And I think one of the first big questions that the the room kind of kept circling around was like, why on earth would you join this, this group? If we don't understand like why, then you can't buy into any of the rest of it. You know, it's like, cause it's, I mean, it's just when you hear on the surface of it, okay, like, there's still houses and buildings around, but your choice is to put on the skins of dead people and walk around in the woods and like eat worms and things like that. That sounds terrible, you know? So, and you can't talk loud. <laughs> you can't talk loud. And we're like, why would anybody do that? But we were like, okay, well, what is like that in the world? And we're like, well, there's cults and the people who join cults like really, really believe the things of the cult, even if it's kind of like a niche view, but you have to believe there's something about the philosophy that's solving a problem for you or speaking to something that you need in your soul. 
or what or the leader is so charismatic that you'll just follow them to the ends of the earth. So I think in that way, as we do with all stories, we try to ground it first in like, well, well, why? Like, what is it about this person alpha that's so appealing as a leader and as a, you know, and as a person? And like, how is it that these people like will follow her in anything that she's doing? Um, And, you know, and what are the challenges she faces? And I think in that way, like once we started to kind of crack that, I was like, I think that this will hopefully wind up compelling. But, you know, we knew that we had to cast two amazing people to play these roles. And so, you know, we were really fortunate to get Samantha Morton and Ryan Hurst because they're so they're just so riveting. And so that's when I started to really feel like, OK, we have a shot that this is going to come yeah. together. Like, I think we've got the story elements. I think we've got the costumes. And now we've got the people who are going to bring them to life. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, way to go casting Samantha Morton, because she really does, without even having to say anything, project that aura that you could see people who are looking for something just gravitating to and wanting to follow yeah, she I mean, I've been such a fan of her for so long and it was such a I don't know, it's just one of those moments where I was like, do I really get to work with her? <laughs> I'm writing for her and Thora Birch too who came yeah. on at Gamma. American Beauty is one of my favorites. Yeah, I love that. Also Ghost World is yeah. one of my favorites and I was just like, this is so many of my I don't know, dreams <laughs> coming true at once. It's really cool. You know, yeah. another thing that surprised me about The Whispers, and maybe I should have realized this, but it actually feels, you you almost get the appeal like, oh, maybe our people should start making some zombie skins because it's like they have a superpower being able to just mix in and not worry about it, you know? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we talked about that's really interesting. It's like, well, our people put on blood cover sometimes, but right. not all the time because, you know, we kind of established in the show that like there's the risk of infection, like what happened with Gabriel's eye. Mm-hmm. It's also like really gross and, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, you know, you know, they don't always do it, but it's like, yeah, like they are able to slip around in the world and there's sort of a freedom to being able to like go outside and not have to worry about being attacked. You know, I've been thinking about this as we've all been kind of in um, lockdowns during COVID, just the way that people got so stir crazy, like just feeling like you're kind of in your house and only able to go to like a few places has been really hard for people. And I think the the part of the whisper philosophy that I, I find the most interesting is that, you know, for Lydia, the person who grew up in it she's like you know her attitude's kind of like well like it's the only thing I really knew in all of this but it meant that I got to sleep under the stars and I got to roam around the world freely and if it meant that I had to give up certain other things like that's just kind of what we did and that's what they adopted and I guess like it's it it's that way where you decide like what are the trade-offs that you're willing to accept. And for our people, they were like, we would rather be safe behind walls and have some degree of normalcy. And the whispers are like, there's no such thing as normal anymore. We're just going to throw it out and start over and, you know, yeah, adapt decide. to the world. Yeah. Adapt to what the world is now. So, yeah. you know, my, like my, t- I have a three-year-old and when he goes outside now, he's like, I want a mask because he just wants to be like everyone else. So it, this is his yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned the pandemic, you know, how you've been thinking about, I, I wondered if the pandemic has, I know you guys are working on season 11. Do you feel like that might change how the show goes? You know, maybe it would have gone differently if it wasn't for the pandemic. Um, yes and no. I mean, the thing is, like, we've been writing a show about a pandemic for 
over a decade. So like in some ways it's, it's like the same kind of, um, stories, but we are doing some episodes that, um, you know, are going to be a little bit more uh, just friendly to film and produce. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that way, I think we're affected as are like all shows, you know? So, um, but I don't know, in terms of the storytelling, we were already deep into working on our season at the time that things started to shut down. And so we're kind of just moving ahead with it. But I do find that like one thing that I am craving myself in the middle of all this is just like I hang on to anything that's a little like hopeful and bright and not just, you know, relentlessly dark, like me as a viewer of other yeah. entertainment. And so that I think that's just something that I find that like my writers and I have been thinking about is like in the midst of things that are dark, like where are the moments of light? But I think that that's also always been part of the ethos of the show. You know, it's not unrelenting. Sure. I mean, it hasn't. You mentioned before. I mean, I mentioned I like that it's scary, but you also talked about how there, you, you have scenes that have air. And I just love it when it's dynamic like that and you take times to do different things. But, and I also think that since you've started, there's been a more, even more emphasis on some of the lighter things, especially like romance. You know, I, I think that makes sense. Probably early on in an apocalypse, you don't have that much time to try to hook up or anything. But once you sort of start establishing civilization and then looking around about, okay, what do I want my life to be? Romance comes back in. And I wonder if you were kind of excited to bring more of that to the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like I really try to think of it in terms of like what makes sense to me for human behavior. And mm -hmm. it's true. Like when you're just on the run and all you're focused on is survival that's in front of you, then you're, there's not gonna, there's not that much room for romance. It, it still happens, but it's just like your body is flooded with stress hormones. And all you can think about is like, what's that around the corner? Um, but you know, there's a reason why there tends to be baby booms in the aftermath of a war. And so we, so, I mean, we literally talked about it that way. We were like, okay, like they went through this giant war with the saviors and they're in the rebuilding period. And like, what happens like historically, like in times like that? And we're like, well, like one of the things that happens is like people start to like, feel like, wow, like life really and truly is short. We have this little bit of safety, like they start looking like inwards and towards like um, building relationships with people and starting families or like you're really focusing on the families they have. And, and so I think like in that way, it wasn't really like from my side, like a thing of like, I will bring more romance into the show. Yeah. It came out like thinking about it's like, natural. what do you do? Like that's, yeah. that's the natural evolution of a society. Do you have a favorite coupling? I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I'll get in trouble, yeah, from, I I'll get in trouble from somebody <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> um, there's one thing I want to make sure and touch on with you. I, I mean, I'm hoping you can settle an argument between me and my co-host. Um, oh, you know, gosh. We, we okay. I'm not going to tell you who thought. Well, I guess I have to. But we cover every episode. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I mentioned I'm a comic reader. In the comic, Negan goes to the Whispers. He's infiltrating and as soon as he gets close enough to alpha he cuts off her head i think he's only there for a day or two in the show i felt like that was his intention but then he started to get sucked in and he, he was actually um really impressed with alpha he said multiple times he admires her and likes her and so i think that he was tempted to either join them or at least spare her life and only when she you know started lobbing fireballs at hilltop and then he set up a test for her to see if she would kill 
her daughter and she failed that test, that was when he decided he had to go through with his original plan. But I feel like he wavered in there. Yes, that's correct. That's how, <laughs> that was our intention. Um, I think like it came out of like, you know, that the story in the comic where he goes and he, he cuts off her head. It's so iconic. And we were like, okay, well we have to get to this moment Although, of course, we went down a lot of paths, like, do we do something different? Like, mm -hmm. you know, but that's just like kind of part of our process. We're like, no, 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 like this is sort of one of those moments that you have to kind of do, but we still have to build to it a different way. And I think the way that we thought about it on the show was Alpha is a really, really smart leader. Negan is also really smart. If he just goes in there, he, there's no way in hell he's going to get that close to her, like in the show that fast. Um, it just, I, I don't think like in the way that the characters are playing it, that it's going to work. Like you have to buy that he really truly infiltrates and kind of like works his way towards like, you know, gaining her trust. But, you know, from Negan's side, we talked about in the show, we've shown that he is really like, um, he admires people who are strong and opinionated and he really has an admiration for women that are just sort of like go their own way. And whether that, that psychology has to do with his wife, Lucille or whatever it is, like we've shown kind of over and over, like he tries to win over those people that he's like, wow, like you kind of, you have spunk to you, you know? I mean, he and was always about talking about strength too. Like I want to make yeah. people strong and yeah. Yeah. I want to make people strong. And so we were like, okay, like if we think about it, Alpha is exactly the kind of woman that he would be really intrigued by and that he would respect. And that even if he thinks that there's certain things that she does that he wouldn't do himself, she's exactly the type of person that he's drawn to and would want to like team up with because we saw him doing that with our people like, to almost to the detriment of himself at times. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were like, okay, well, that seems like an interesting story to tell. So then like what happens when you put those two into a situation? And we were like, we, we think that they would have a mutual fascination with each other. Like that makes sense to us. And that also kind of plays into the Cold War story we were trying to play. Like a defector. Yeah, like a defector. But in those kinds of stories too, like, you know, there it's hard to stay on mission when like you're embedded with with the other people and you're kind of seeing the humanized version of them and there's vulnerability there. And it's it's all of a sudden not like just this faceless enemy that's, you know, like, oh, my God, like they are our enemy in every way. Like what he sees is a person who like, you know, cares about her child and, you know, worries about the safety of her people and is deeply flawed. And, you know, maybe she goes about things in a way that he doesn't necessarily agree with all the time. But there's a lot that he's he's kind of drawn to. And the truth is, like, our people, like, decimated his communities, put him in a jail for many years. Yeah. Like We're about to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> we're about to kill him. And so he's kind of like, I don't know, like, I kind of get it. I kind of get why she's mad. But, you know, Negan Negan has a red line and like for him like he does not he's not into the the death of like children you know we know that he actually cares about children and and so like when alpha starts being about like i i think i have to kill my daughter like that's just too much for him yeah. and like when she attacks hilltop without any regard for 
any of the lives within there, like it just, it starts to get under his skin and he's back on mission again, you know, but. Yeah. So but, do no, you, I mean, let's right. say she had, thank you. That makes me feel very good. <laughs> uh, when she, when, you know, let's say she, she had uh, said, okay, I like your plan of trying to bring the hilltoppers into the whispers and, you know, she didn't want to kill any children. Then could he have ever joined the whispers? That was the one thing where I don't know if I could ever see Negan living that lifestyle for the long term. No, I don't think he could for the long term. I, you know, I think Negan gets very put out by like the discomfort of the, <laughs> yeah. the whispers. Like, you know, one of my favorite things in the the comic is like anytime like guns start firing in his uh, his direction, he's just kind of like swearing up a storm and is just sort of like irritated by the whole scenario. You know. Like he has his strong man authoritarian tendencies, but he like he ultimately wants to live in comfort. You know, he wants to have like nice stuff and like a nice house and being out there in the world, like digging out, digging through dirt and walking around with like dead people is not really his bag. So I, I think if I mean, this is all just the what if, like, clearly this is not the way the story goes. But in the like, I don't know, in the multiverse version of it. Like if she hadn't done that with Hilltop, if she had been like, you're right, I need to make amends with my daughter and not try to kill her. I, I think he would have tried to bring her to his side mm. and then like tried to like bring her in in the same way that he was like, look, I'm a redeemable person. They they should let me into their fold. Like maybe they should let you in too. Like if you'll just change or like at least show enough that you can like play ball that it'll it'll work. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know if you can answer this, but I have a feeling that you asked your actors what they would like to do when you started as showrunner because I know that Norman Reedus had been talking about Daryl having a dog for a while and then dog shows up. So I was wondering if you did approach them and, and how that went and maybe if you could give me some examples of how those talks affected things if they happened. Sure. I mean, yeah, like I, I talked to all the actors at the beginning of each season as the showrunners before me have done. And as I learned to do on a previous show with um, Sean Ryan, he, he does this with all his cast. But it's like you don't really like take specific story ideas, although sometimes some get thrown out your way. It's more like, well, where, you know, where is your character at? Like, what are some thoughts that you've been having about like what like what your character is feeling and like. You know, I do ask, like, who are people that you haven't, like, worked with in the cast so much that you're interested in working with? Or, like, what is, you know, um, just anything, like, on your mind? And so those conversations are really interesting for me. Um, uh, in terms of the dog, that had been something being kicked around in the room since season two mm -hmm. with the writers. So I was always on team Daryl should have a dog, like separate track from Norman. So he and I had talked about it over the years and I was like, yeah, time to get him a dog. But that was, it was just a, one of those examples where it's like the writer's desires and Daryl's, you know, Norman's desires kind of lined up really well. Um, I think some other interesting ideas is like, you know, um, I don't know, like Ryan Hurst with Beta, because we were sort of constructing this character from a, an amalgam of the comic plus, you know, original ideas. He had some interesting ideas about like, you know, like maybe the mask came from the face of somebody he knew and he had kind of come up with this chant 
that he was using to get into character. And we were like, let's steal a piece of that. And then my writer who wrote um, some of his material, like filled it out into that whole mantra that you hear at various points in the season. But, you know, sometimes we get things like that from the actors or, you know, like Deny likes to really talk a lot of things through. And sometimes you get like interesting ideas from about scenes. But, you know, it's like it's really like our responsibility as the writers is to kind of is to provide that blueprint. But we always find that like the conversations with actors sometimes give you like interesting or surprising insights that you might not have have thought about, you know, like that's great. Seth Gilliam had like had things about his backstory as father Gabriel that we were like, huh, that's interesting. Like let's, let's work that dynamic into the way he has relationships and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, the bit, yeah, the chant I read about that. And I think that worked so well. And it, you just reminded me like beta was so great this season. And I especially loved a, the whole episode where he's basically Michael Myers stalking his way through Alexandria, but also in the end when he starts going super nutty and hears the other walkers talking, that was so thrilling. And I don't know, I just, what, what did you, how did you feel when you saw that? like the finished uh, product <laughs> it was super cool super super cool my writer um jim barnes who wrote the the michael myers in alexandria episode like yeah, he pitched yeah. a version of that really early on like and it was literally pitched like that it's like you know you do halloween in alexandria and we're mm-hmm. like how do we make that work mm-hmm. and then you know we cracked it at a certain point and it just felt like the right time of the season to do a little horror movie around beta you know because it was the time when we knew that alpha's end was nigh mm-hmm. so we had to kind of build, build him up, up. Yeah. I, I love when he like killed so many people and then he's sitting there meditating waiting for them to come back to life so they can be his minions <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was it's cool. It was really cool how that all came together. Yeah. I'm Chris Farley now. I'm just like, remember when that happened? That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, a couple more questions. I, I want to know, we, you mentioned Kirkman keep kept coming up with amazing things in the comic and then suddenly it just ended. Like, how, what, how did that land for you? You must have been like, what? Yeah, I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, you know what? But I think here's what I'll say. Like... Kirkman does things on Kirkman's own terms, which is amazing. And I think like it was sort of like the ultimate twist is like you all assumed he was working towards a gigantic issue 200. And he was like, (laughs) nope, not going to do that. And that was a twist in and of itself. But he was also like super generous and was like, hey, like, do you notice how I laid in all these stories in there that you guys can use for the future if you want to? So if the show goes on or, like, if you want to use it in the season, like, whatever, like, here's, there's stuff out in the West. Nice. Here's stuff about Herschel. Like, so, you know, it, it's awesome. Like, he's he's amazing. Like, you couldn't ask for a better creator to work with, like, doing an adaptation. He's just, he's very generous with us. That's so really it's cool. all cool, you know? <laughs> you weren't mad. <laughs> um, no, okay. I mad like i can't believe you didn't go to 200 (laughs) well he did end it right at the compendium so that that has a feeling of niceness to it i guess yeah it does (laughs) okay now we have uh, just a couple comments from listeners that i like to get in um Beth Nichols Morrison says, tell her thanks for energizing the show again and putting so many strong female lead characters front and center. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Derek O'Neill says, how did she approach it when she had to make her first death call to one of the actors not returning to the series? Um, 
I think I, uh, I think my first death call might have been for um, Xander Berkeley as Gregory, because that he was, um, if you'll remember, he died in the first episode in season nine when Maggie hangs him. Right and I approached it as like I I was filled with dread because I you know like these are all our colleagues and it's not fun to tell them that they will be written out like it sucks but it's part of like what the the show is like it's dead is in the title is the thing that I say sometimes like because <laughs> it's you know it's about life and death survival and people come and go unfortunately and so I don't know I I approached it just kind of like I girded myself for a horrible call and then Xander was super professional you know like he's a he's a professional guy so it was a it was not like a pleasant call I think for either side in terms of the content of the call but you know he was he took it as as well as I think you could, and he did a great job for us. So yeah, yeah that's how I approached it. And just let me say, like, I, I know that kind of thing must be super hard, but I, as a fan, respect that this show has kept doing that. You know, one of the reasons why we love the show is because we don't know who's going to live or die, and it's thrilling. And I would hate for you to compromise that just because you don't want to hurt one of the actor's feelings or something, you know, or so thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's just that balance. Like, you know, there's characters with lots of story yet to tell and there's characters that have to go, but it's, it's the, it's the hardest and worst part of the job is having uh-huh. to make those calls. <laughs> um, I, I know we're, we're past time. So I'll just say Brandon Udstrom is saying, you know, I want you to know you're doing a hell of a job and you definitely reinvigorated the show. Mary Morty punch says to tell you how much better the show is with you. And then, and just on and on. But then one more person, Jennifer rain Lockett says, where's the finale, which I, I, I'm guessing we're going to find out in a few days here at Comic-Con, but I know you probably can't say, right? Yeah. So first of all, thank you to everybody. They're really sweet comments. It's so, it's just so nice. You know, it's really, I really appreciate it. And then in terms of Comic-Con, yeah, we're doing an announcement for the finale. Um, And so I can't stay here, but please. We'll know soon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was, we, we were working on it. We were trying to finish post on it when the state shut down and literally we could not get into the buildings. It was required to finish the work. Like it's, it's not, you know, I know for some people it's like, why couldn't you finish it? It's like, I mean, we literally had to go to a soundstage that we were not allowed to go to because it was shut down like we there were machines that needed to work in buildings that where people were not allowed to work and those machines couldn't be moved I mean these we're talking about like giant machines because the shutdown happened fast so you know it was it was a, a taxing time where our post department was scrambling trying to figure out how to get it done we were like do we have are there people in Europe or somewhere that were that's not shut down that can handle the work and it just was impossible so, so worldwide thanks to everyone for, for your patience I mean it's actually been nice to have this little last thing to look forward to you know like if if it had already come out then we wouldn't have it so it's been nice in that way yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah hopefully people will enjoy <laughs> yeah i'm sure thanks so much angela it was a blast talking to you it was great love to hear from you yeah great talking to you too thanks for having me thanks everyone take care See you later bye Okay, 
we're back and we're going to, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're going to now just talk about, you know, highlights of the 10 years of the Walking Dead cast. This is going to be more about experiences with the podcast, I think, than about the show, The Walking Dead, because it's our 10 year anniversary. Um, I think it would be fun to do like top five highlights of The Walking Dead at some point if we want to do that, Mm -hmm. Lucy. But for now, what what stood out to you guys when you started thinking about the history of the podcast and all that? Getting week after week, getting to laugh with you, Jason. (laughs) <laughs> that's to me it's the best it's the best part it's the best part of taking a show that's pretty dark week after week and finding things about it that we can laugh about i mean not laugh at the show but we can find things that are fun to talk about and uh make fun of each other's opinions and mm. and just have a good time with it and um that's the best part the best part is we've always had a really good time with this incredibly dark show we've always really enjoyed it and enjoyed each other's um company for the hour hour plus that we spend making the podcast. I couldn't agree more. That's like when we started this, I said, I want it to be fun and I want it to be good. And, mm-hmm. and it it's so fun. And uh, I think it actually fits really well because sometimes people watching the show are like, fuck man, that was such a bummer or my favorite character just died or it's so dark and it's a great <laughs> counterpoint to have two goofballs come on and just giggle through the whole thing. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But, I, I mean, for whoever didn't like that left and went and listened to another podcast, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. like that's what drove me to want to keep doing it is just because I, I have so much fun. And I love that we have a structure, you know, the top five, mm-hmm. but we don't know what each other's going to say. And that goes for you too, Lucy, and anyone else that I've mm-hmm. co-hosted with that um, that makes room for spontaneity in the moment which is what what i love when we say something funny or even something really insightful that we hadn't thought of before right in the middle of the podcast it just like totally lights me up you know so yeah it's totally fun (laughs) it is something that other people that you didn't see yourself is always a real joy is like getting someone else's perspective or even just like a detail that you've missed or a reference i always find that really really rewarding is Mm -hmm. to bounce off someone else who cares as much as you do and and watches as closely as you do that's like how many times have you been the person at the party where you started talking really intensely about something and the other person is like, oh, no, 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 no. I am not <laughs> as interested in this as you are and I regret this conversation. It's so nice to be able to come into a space and just nerd out. Like You never feel that you're overdoing it or overly obsessed with something. It's just a space to really talk about something that we all have a lot of love for. And that's so special. You know, so much has changed in the world in 10 years. Like, Jason, you've got two kids now that you didn't have (laughs) at the start of the podcast. And it's nice to have that, just that space to really be yourself and just talk about something that you want to geek out about. I think that's so special and something that's really a gift of the podcast is that space. Absolutely. And what goes along with that is the community aspect of it. And um, I mean, we really modeled our podcast largely after the Lost podcast with Jay and Jack. And uh, Mm -hmm. that Karen and I were both really into that podcast and into Lost. And they 
so they had a recap segment, which we turned into our top five because we didn't want to just tell you exactly what happened mm-hmm. in the episode, but it's a similar idea. And then um, they ha- they always had listener feedback and I'm like, well, I guess we need to do that too. But that really became a highlight for me because it brought in new perspectives and new people and, and interesting ideas. And, and, and I also love that I don't need to agree with everyone. And I've learned more and more as I go along that it's, it's totally okay to disagree, but also, but to, you know, respect other people's opinions and even to allow yourself to be swayed. Um, but, but that's sort of beside the point. I mean, it's just been fun to be exposed to all these different people and some of them who have become a big part of the podcast and others who Mm -hmm. just dip in every, you know, you hear from somebody every once in a while over the years. And, um, that's just, I don't know, that's been a definite highlight of the podcast. I feel like my opinion gets changed to speaking of having an open mind about things and and listening to what other people's take on things. I usually change my mind about how much I like or dislike the episode mm-hmm. based on uh, at the you know it ch- changes from the beginning of the time I record the podcast to the very end. I'm like you know we say it all the time, uh, Jason. You're like, well, no, do you like it a little bit more? I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Mm-hmm. I've changed my mind. I like it more. It's so funny how that works. It is. I mean, I have the same experience uh, all the time. And the one exception, which is probably more to do with mine and Lucy's approach than anything, is when (laughs) Fear the Walking Dead just started to go south for us. And I know some of you guys out there still like it, but um, we just were like... I don't think, I don't know, man. And and I said, do you guys still want us to cover this even though we're not liking it? Everybody said, yes, so we, so we did. But then we felt like we had permission to just really just dig into it. And oh. that was pretty fun. And I, it was it almost was so like, fun. do you hate the episode even more now? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. So Jason, when you asked us to think about our memories, one of my favorite yeah. memories was just like losing our minds. At a part- I think it was Humbug's Gulch, the episode where Dwight got introduced. <laughs> And I think oh, I just God. went hysterical at one point because there was this whole subplot point about like, then there's a car registration in the wrong car, but it's from out of state. And then we just were yeah, like, what is trying to even figure out. happening? And then someone <laughs> like shot a bullet at an axe that split in half and killed two <laughs> zombies on either side or something. What? <laughs> and then I think there was, I think that might have been the source of my Don't quote worry. of like, well, I think in the writer's room, they just threw shit at the wall and decided that that was the plot for this season. And I was like oh i've really gone down the rabbit hole but it was so liberating to be able to um talk shit about the show it was but on the other hand um you know over time it wasn't as gratifying to me it was fun but we ultimately decided we're not liking this so we we would rather not cover every episode so that's what our plan is going forward that we'll just cover you know the mid-season finale and then the final uh, episode but uh now i the right now there's walking dead panels going on at comic con at home mm. just right now as we speak and the fear oh, really? the walking dead one was earlier today and then they put out the trailer and i watched it and i'm like dude it looks awesome man it's like it looks totally dark so and dark yeah, right <laughs> yeah. and i'm like oh my god should i uh I, i'm rethinking my position on whether we cover every episode no. and then i put a little gif in there of <laughs> charlie brown trying to kick that football away from lucy 
<laughs> I feel like we're in like a bad relationship with yeah. it. We're like, oh, they weren't so bad. They were fine. And our friends are like, no, don't go back to them. And we're like, oh, you'll I never don't know. change. I mean, they look so good. <laughs> this time it's going to be different. He yeah. promised me he's yes. going to change. Exactly. Literally this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. So, do they have a new showrunner? They yeah so they had yes, the original right? showrunner and he had a bit of a rocky start uneven but in my opinion got really good and but by the time he was good they had already decided to replace him and so they brought in these two guys who had worked on Once Upon a Time and it felt like they were trying to bring their hopeful positive fairy tale spin to the Walking Dead universe and those two just did not marry well together. Um, they really did, and they brought Morgan are over they, and Dwight too. Are they sticking around? Um, the fairy tale, uh, the Once Upon a Time guys. Yeah. I was trying to find that. But, they are sticking around, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, here's me shambles. being like battered wife, but I'm like, maybe they learned their <laughs> lesson and they're gonna make it super dark. Oh yeah, they <laughs> definitely have changed everything. Sure. It's like, yeah, it'll it'll all be fine. It's like it won't be <laughs> fine. Um, Dickens uh, won't come back. <laughs> speaking of of how much fun we had on the podcast and, and continue to have, I'm going to get into some clips now. Here's an iconic moment that took on a life of its own on this podcast. This is a clip from episode 79 way back in November of 2012. And it was after Ooh. the episode that Lori died giving birth, which is super like that mm. still feels like one of the most emotional moments in the show to me. And it was also when T-Dog died saving Carol from the Zeds in the, in the prison. So here's part of our uh, listener feedback section for that episode. So like I said, we got tons of emails this week. And so I really pared them down. There's still a whole bunch. Um, if you, I couldn't include them all. And so if yours didn't make it, sorry, Probably it's because someone else said something similar, but try again next week. So let's go. Okay. Wow. You, you, you gave me this one. <laughs> Cause what? you, cause it's from Kevin. If I'm Kevin, Kevin writes, Bucky, fuck, 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 man, that T-Dog, fuck. <laughs> there, did I do right? Nice. Another sound clip. <laughs> uh, I thought that Sorry, was very everybody. well said. I really apologize. Wow, I really apologized. uh, Well, then (laughs) the thing is, um, and I, 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 I don't know. It depends on your response, I guess. But after that, I did tend to play this a lot. Bucky, fuck, 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 man, that dog, fuck. (laughs) I think I played it so much that everyone just thought that was you saying that they didn't remember that it was you reading an email that I forced you to read. And so whenever they would write into Karen, they'd be like, Hey Karen, fuckity fuck, fuck. <laughs> I I'm glad you cleared that up. That it was an email. I thought it was Karen. Right. Oh, goodness. Mythbusters. <laughs> oh, the origin story. The origins of. <laughs> Wow, it seems like a long time ago. Eight years ago. Eight years. Dang. Eight years. Yeah. That's wild. Yep. You guys In- sound younger. I don't know how that's because, like, you know, it's not like you sound like you're, you're toddlers or anything, but it's funny to listen to people's voices from years ago. It just sounds so different. Voices change. 
Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of creepy too. And and, mm. and I never listen to the podcast. I mean, Jason, I'll tell you, I never listen to the podcast unless I'm not on the podcast, in which case I will <laughs> listen to the podcast. But I hate listening to my own voice. It just it makes my skin crawl. Jason ah. is okay about it. Um, I think after all these years and after editing for so many years, you're all right about it, right? Yeah, I mean, when I f- we first recorded our first episode and I went back and listened, I was like, what the hell? I'm like a dope. <laughs> and then um, and then I uh, it just got used to it. And I remember if I would give myself a few days after recording to go back and listen, sometimes I would forget what we said and I would just start feeling like I was a fan listening and I was enjoying it and I thought that was a good sign. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess I just got used to hearing my voice. Yeah, you're, you're a pro, man. <laughs> I actually don't mind listening to myself. I find it okay. Really? But it's been interesting in the last year because I've noticed um, – my voice changing a little bit because we're in Canada now so it's just like little things because I keep thinking has my accent changed because I don't think it has changed too much but there are some little things that when I listen I'm like oh yeah 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 that's changed a bit that's changed a bit that's Um, interesting give me an example um if we're in public I think my t's turn to d's sometimes so I'll say like Peter instead of Peter which is probably the most wow. common one and little instead of little and it's um wow. just just things like that it, it I'm noticing yeah. more now I'm like oh I'm turning into a Canadian <laughs> <laughs> That's great. there are worse things to happen there are worse things to happen to you I'm such a I wouldn't mind giant to a Canadian God, sometimes. me too right? um, I think about it all the time so here's this is uh, going way back. This is the first call from one of our listeners who ended up kind of being a big part of the podcast. It's from episode 180 in April of 2015. Hi, Karen and Jason. Um, contrary no! to my earlier email, I have figured out how to use the voicemail. I'm not sure where to start. I just want to tell you that I want to thank you for your fucking brilliant podcast and to put it plainly i've got a bit of a weird life where i spend half my time as a graduate student studying medieval things and the other half working in sales management low point of every week here in scotland is the dreary wednesday bus journey from my home in glasgow to my university in edinburgh it's these three hours of my life that i really don't get back but since i discovered your podcast i actually look forward to these hours because it's walker time oh yes my real passion is zombies Believe me, I've dabbled in many a Walking Dead podcast, and I mean it when I say yours is fantastic. It's the right amount of goofy, witty, incisive, and I just want to sit and pick your brains after every episode. I love that you have such different views on each episode and how well you defend them to each other. To put it bluntly, I've had a bit of a crappy start to the year this year, and your podcast has actually been a real source of solace and entertainment. I'm pretty gutted that it's the end of season five, and I'm also gutted that Walker Stalker Con is never coming over here in the UK. If you ever make it to Scotland, hit up Glasgow and we can explore the best real-life zombie sounds in the city nightlife. It will chill you. Anyway, uh, I'm going to try my zombie sound. Here we go. Excellent! I am crying. Oh my god, that's that was good timing. You're like, oh yeah, I don't mind hearing my voice, and then I start playing. You're like, turn it off. 
It's so wee. It's so little. Oh, bless yeah. little Lucy. So much, so much ahead of you. That I mean, that yes. was like literally the worst year. Like I think in the first Aww. four months of that year, um, my grandma died. My dad got cancer, and we got thrown out of our flat. It was literally like I can oh. laugh about it now because like my dad's fine and we survived. But oh my god, yeah, that was that was. Yeah, not a good time, but I sound so peppy and like happy. It's really <laughs> funny. And those bus journeys, like I was thinking about them today, like in the morning I would listen to a podcast that I didn't like as much so that I could fall asleep on the bus and not care. Um and then in the evening it would be like, right, I'm gonna listen to the podcast I like. So I'd put my little podcast on just as we were coming out of um the bus station in edinburgh and i'd like rest my head on the glass and just listen to you guys um and it was like the nice point of my day was getting to just not do anything and just listen to that Um, (laughs) i love when people say like oh i was on the bus and i started cracking up and people looked at me funny i like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) lots of snorting and kind of laughing to myself Mm -hmm. at those times i think if if you if you played the rest of that clip you'd probably hear me and jason um fawning all over your voice yeah (laughs) i know it i know it (laughs) oh i'm like tears on my face right now it's too funny (laughs) so great um while i was mentioning just the the people involved i i started thinking about all the people involved and i was actually kind of amazed at how many people have Mm. been involved the co-hosts um Uh melissa and even duncan who i had a fun time with and cindy and Mm Jaden, who did early comic talk and then mr blog and grace did it for a while and then Derek and lucy and then the whole podcast network with rima and sean and Kristen and my friend mm-hmm. Rich and Chris from the Talking Dead. We all did the Evil Dead cast and mm-hmm. uh, Diana and Lizzie on Handmaid's Tale and David on Game of Microphones, which was super fun with all of us. And then Westworld, me and David. So and Rima in particular has been a lot, a lot of help just behind oh, the scenes amazing. with Podcastica. She does the news for the Walking Dead cast every week, which I don't mention a lot, but just being really helpful whenever she posts stuff on social media and. So anyway, um, so many people put stuff in, into this and, and are a part mm-hmm. of it. And that's really cool. So many. <laughs> I went back through yeah. because I started thinking about it and I was like, I must have podcasted with quite a few people now. And I went back through and I apologize if I've missed anyone off this list. But I had down uh, Karen, Kristen, Anwen, Rima. Emily Reeves from Arizona, Lara, Willie Swink, Pake, Megan, Cindy, Jessica Rhodes, Derek, Jason and Chris from The Talking Dead, Melissa Hutch, just just a few, just a few of the people that in the last few years we've been able to podcast with. It's yeah. amazing like to think of all these different people we've been able to kind of have on and, and to speak with and mm-hmm. talk you know, talk about the show. It's it's so nice. And Rima is such a superstar and she's so modest she and is. so just there like Rima's just like the girl who is there for you like she's got your back yep. she's got the news mm-hmm. she keeps us all sane behind the scenes and <laughs> I just have so much mm-hmm. time for her she's and great do you remember recording the women of podcastica episode oh so much fun <laughs> that was one of my I top five so loved good. it I, I wanted so to be on that one but again. you guys said no 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 we sent you out we told you to go look at the flowers we're like look at the flowers jason and then you went away i was like what if i talk like this 
<laughs> okay. If you do that, if you do that the entire yeah, time, if you do that for fine. the whole episode, then mm-hmm. that's totally mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> and I also, it, it needs to be mentioned that the the Patreon Z Head group has been awesome. Oh. That's only been the last, I think, three three and a half years. But yeah, it's, it's like fun. my second home now. You know, oh, yeah, so great. <laughs> They've just been like a beacon of good spirits and support for people. Yeah, place where you can go, like you say, talk about all this stuff and not feel uh, self conscious if you want to talk about pop culture and stuff like that, or yeah, yeah whatever. If you need support on something, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful like vacuum of like we don't talk about politics and stuff like that really it's all just about the stuff that we like mm. and the stuff that we love and that's you know reason debate has a really good place in society and we should all be doing more of it but it is also really lovely to talk to people about the things that keep us together rather than the things that make us yeah. different mm-hmm. um, yeah and that's been people are just so respectful of that space and it's lovely it's a really lovely group of folks and yeah i'm really proud to call all of them a friend When I got uh, really, really hammered several times um, in uh, the the internet is is uh, a wonderful, happy place and also sometimes kind of a cesspool. Oh, yeah. And it really, really doesn't like women who laugh. That's one thing I've learned is it does not like women who laugh. It does not. And I've been I've gotten my fair share of flack, and it was always nice knowing that I had such um, f- I had friends who had my back. Mm-hmm. It's nice, yeah, one hundred percent. I think they would um, not mind the laughing so much if I was actually funny. Then they would be okay with it. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much the laughing; it's the fact that nothing is funny or like. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually think that that's what some people are thinking. Like, why the fuck are you laughing at that? (laughs) We find you hilarious, Jason. You're hysterical. (laughs) Yes. Oh, thanks. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, we talked about how we're a nice counterpoint to this dark show, but also because it is a serious show with serious themes and it can be dark and you can feel a sense of loss and all that that sometimes we have some pretty heartfelt moments. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the big moments in the show, infamously so, is season seven, episode one, where Negan Mm -hmm. took care of Abraham and Glenn. And I decided to start off that episode a little differently with no theme music or clip or anything, just to kind of mark the seriousness of the occasion. And I thought that's one thing that sprung up for me when I was trying to think about kind of tentpole moments in the podcast and the show. So I'm going to play a clip. It's a bit long, but I think you guys might find it interesting. So here we go. That was a rough one. (laughs) We're just jumping right into it. Yep. What? You seem upset. Are you upset? Oh, about the episode? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, you said it was going to be hard for you today. Oh, it's just going to be hard for me. Because it was so exactly not... what you hated. We're recording right now. Okay. This is how we're starting. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> it's throwing you off. A it's totally like it throwing that's me okay. off. Uh, no, that's okay. We can we can do that. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me to be honest about it. Um, but... Honest? Mm-hmm. You should just be honest. Okay. I-, I want you to be totally honest. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm not so going to... But be open, too, uh, as a will. Of course. So um, I just, the reason why I wanted to start out this way is because uh, Glenn's dead and 
we saw the humiliation and breaking down of these characters that we care about. And I wanted to kind of not joke around about it. Like I told you a second ago, I had this idea. I have a clip of Karen saying, yay, Glenn's dead. And I was going to say, kidding. it was, I think you were even saying, I was kidding. yeah, it was just a joke, but this was from a long time ago, Yeah. by the way, when probably Glenn. during when we knew he wasn't really dead during the dumpster yeah, thing. Anyway, yeah. I was going to play that. And then I'm like, no, this episode calls for a little <laughs> more seriousness, at least off the top. So Whatever we can what I wanted to muster. say is, um, I actually really thought this was an amazing episode. We'll get into that. But I also, it's so horrific and so dark. The darkest episode of the series by far, in my opinion. And um, I always, when I was a kid and my friends would get together and watch Faces of Death. Ooh. I would not watch it. <laughs> I would sit in the other room. Good. And I liked gore and I liked horror. And... uh I don't know. There was a certain line, and I think I just didn't ever want to get desensitized to seeing actual yeah. death, right? Which mm-hmm. this is not. This is still a fictitious story, but it's just reminding me of that because I, I'm going to co- go on in this podcast to really appreciate the hell out of this episode. But before that, I just wanted to remind. I, I was thinking about this today. I want to spend a little time reminding myself and anyone else to stay appreciative and loving. Yeah. And compassionate and open to the beauty of the world. And I think it's really easy to see a lot of stuff like this and, I don't know, um, have it affect you in a way that's mm, where you can get scabbed over to it or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? I do. Uh, callous about it. Mm-hmm. And um, on the other hand, I think, you know, when I, when I first decided to open the podcast this way, I wasn't feeling much about it, actually. I think part of that was because this happened in the comic a long time ago and I felt like I already experienced it. Yeah. I heard that it happened in episode 100. You've, you've told issue me Issue 100. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Issue 100. And, yeah. and I was fucking pissed at Negan. And Were you? Uh, fuck yeah. Of course. Glenn oh, gets his head bashed in. He's my favorite character. I was so mad. And I wasn't mad at the story or at Kirkman. I was mad at Negan. Um, mm-hmm. I even kind of knew it was coming. But this time I wasn't feeling anything and I felt really bad about that, you know. And, but then um, as I was watching again today and just writing up notes and stuff and I saw the scene with around the kitchen ta- yeah. or the picnic table, yeah. I started to sob. I bet. Well, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't hurt that he's also holding a little boy. Yes, who that's looks, what did it. It kind of looks like Nico. A little half Asian. Yep. <laughs> but you know, it, it just felt really good to um to feel something. And that's one reason why I've always appreciated The Walking Dead in particular, because it's a zombie movie that never ends and that's fun. But we also get to know these characters and then we lose them and then we have the chance to grieve without actually really losing someone. And I just want people, especially myself, to be open to that, to let yourself grieve and don't close yourself off to it. That's what I want to do anyway. Find a quiet place and really feel it because it actually feels pretty good to get in touch with that kind of an emotion. Maybe a lot of people don't agree with that, or but for me... It's an opening. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I I'm going to miss him. And, and I, I know. And I want to like allow myself to feel that mm-hmm. rather than just, so no, no big deal or whatever, you know? Yeah, so. I know what you mean. And can I also say that I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss 
both Abraham and Glenn. You are. I am. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though Abraham's even though I was mad, <laughs> I was mad at Abraham, but he was always really fun to watch, and I didn't always think that he was a jerk. He was only a, I was only mad because he was a joke to Rosita Espinosa. She was very upset, obviously. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a spe- there's a special place in my heart for the actor Stephen Yun. And I will miss seeing him. He is a joy to watch. The nice thing is Stephen Yun is not dead. Stephen Yun is going to have an amazing career. And I know that I can watch him in other things. So that makes me They feel say better. he's going to, I don't know if this is true, but it's a rumor that he'll be Nightwing in the Batman movies. Cool. All right. So there's that. <laughs> Which Yay. if you don't know, Nightwing is the former Robin who went on to become his own superhero. And yeah. Batman got a new Robin. I don't know if that's true, but I think that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be wonderful. He's going to yeah. have a good career. I'm very, very glad for that Stephen Yun was in our lives and that we had him play Glenn Ree. And gosh, from everything I've seen in the comics, you know, my limited experience with the comics, he was perfect. He was the perfect Glenn. <laughs> so, yay. That's it. Wow, it's so like, confusing. <laughs> it's so confusing of what is past Jason and Karen and what is real Jason and Karen here. Like, mm-hmm. I, there was thirty seconds of that where I'm like, should I say something? Are they? Are they talking right now? Yeah. That was long. When that you was were long. talking about <laughs> no, when you were talking about Nightwing, I was like, um, is what? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, is what that happened? The Robert Pattinson one. <laughs> what happened to? Uh, did did he get? To be Nightwing? No, I guess that was a false rumor. But um, uh. I just kept, I played that whole thing because I liked at the end where you were talking about how we get to see him in his it's career. Lovely. And it's true. He's been in some great movies yeah. since then. You yes. Know? Yes, he really And he's has. in an upcoming cartoon uh, that about a Robert Kirkman comic called Invincible with a bunch of great guests or other There's people in few, it. There's a few. Kari Payton. Kari Payton's there, right? Stephen Ogg, I think. Or yeah, a bunch of, yeah. Do you know what I loved him in most recently? What? He was he was a voice in this animated show on Netflix called Tuca and Birdie. And he was the boyfriend and he was fan freaking tastic. So good. I love him so freaking much. He was also in (laughs) um, I want to say was it called Burning? Yeah, that um, was good. Yeah. Yeah. That movie. It was great. I liked him. Is it called Sorry to Bother You? Is oh, I never saw it. Um, I, th- I think that's the title of the film. It It's going... It, it was only a kind of side role. Is it called... Yeah, Sorry to Bother You. Um, from Boots Riley. It's such a surreal film, but he plays kind of a, a sort of side role in it, and he's very good. He's kind of a bit skeezy in it, which is like, no, Stephen. <laughs> but he was great. Really, really good. He was a little, little skeevy in uh, Burning, too. Yeah. Oh. I was actually going to mention that podcast episode, Jason, because that was one of my favorites, because you guys dealt so well with what was essentially a really horrible episode um, emotionally. And I remember being really like lifted by the the podcast that day and, and listening to the two of you talk about it. Um, it was a really nice highlight in the history of the show, I think. I'm glad to hear that, because I remembered that being... Um, I remembered feeling 
good about how he handled it. But listening back now, I'm like, what a cheese ball. Shut up, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they so always, I'm glad things to hear like you that, that. <laughs> you know, you always feel so earnest at the time. But now like, yeah. it's funny because like, like, I think even in the last couple of weeks, there have been a few headlines about like members of the cast saying like, yeah, we took it too far or yeah, didn't well, enjoy Cudlitz that. I think one of them that, was yeah. Cudlitz. And I'm yeah. like, well, to be fair, you know, you did get your head bashed in. So yeah, well, I not But that. I think he, he took that in stride at the time but I think everyone yeah. kind of realized well shit the viewership went way down after that and mm-hmm. and maybe it was you know it didn't even happen like that in the comics only Glenn died so he was saying maybe it was just too much for two people and to, yeah. not to pile on but honestly that was a turning point for me I know I think yes. yeah I think you can hear it in in my voice I think I kind of disconnected from the whole show after that mm-hmm. I it was never the same for me yeah, that here's was, uh, here's mm-hmm. another clip from that same episode. Uh, here we go. Thank you also for supporting us on Patreon. You can check out our campaign at patreon.com slash Jason and Karen. We totally appreciate that. We have a new goal. If you pledge $5,000 a month, Karen will keep doing the podcast. Because <laughs> I kind of sense that that was happening. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was a real turning point for me. I did not forgive um, the showrunners. I didn't forgive Kirkman. And they, um, you can't, it's funny listening to that. I thought, wow, you don't sound upset at all. And it, I was so, I didn't let all of my upset out because mm-hmm. I thought my upset was too much for a podcast and so i looking back on i'm like wow i really sound weirdly okay and like no i was not i was fucking mad i mean i didn't listen to the rest of the episode but i know after that you were different with Mm -hmm. your relationship to the show and i think if we listen back we would have moments like that where you expressed it you know Yep. But you like to try to look on the bright side so that there was yeah. all of that mixed in there too. I'm not like minimizing your relationship with the show at all, Karen, but I think that for a lot of people it was a turning point for the show, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Because it was just like, oh, hell yeah. how do you come back from that? And I think, yeah, the numbers reflect that, like the way that I sort of view the show now under Angela Kang as almost a new show. Like it doesn't feel like it feels like not the same show that did those things in season yeah. seven it's brighter um, yeah and and you know what else she said uh, about going forward i i asked her how the pandemic changed if it changed the writing of the show and sh- she said well we were already pretty far into writing season 11 so not so much but she did say you know one thing that people i think are craving right now is lighter brighter things mm. and so th- there was sort of a hint that we might see more of that in the show going forward which is kind of interesting musical episode <laughs> musical episode <laughs> but speaking of Stephen Yun, i mean i want to talk about interviews is one of the things that's oh, been really fun yes. on this show mm-hmm. and on this podcast and uh here's a little clip from we interviewed Stephen Yun three or four times and here's from the second time we did back in episode 103 have you been uh, uh chased around comic-con by um crazed girls no, that does not happen to me. That happens to Norman or John. Like, for me, it's probably like I've been like dudes with like huge dudes with beards wanting me to trap me in some burlap sack and throw me in. A- <laughs> <laughs> probably, like, yeah. 
I hope that doesn't uh, happen. It, it, good thing you're fast. Oh, yeah. There's no way that man's catching me. I mean, I'm, <laughs> there's no way. I'm really, I'm really dodgy. I'm super dodgy. Yeah, Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> He was fun to talk with. You know, yeah. he he got disillusioned with the show and he I think he realized just like we're kind of getting at with that what happened in season 7 episode 1 that Glenn was so loved and mm-hmm. he, he didn't get I don't think he got the kind of character moments that he he sort of earned, you know, like he no. could have had more focus on him and and I think Steven Young knew that and he felt like the character got a bit of short shrift. I mean, he still, he did mm-hmm. get stuff, but not as much as he probably should have. Can you I can tell, make a little, oh, sorry, you go ahead, Karen. Uh, I just want to say, you can tell in that, in that interview, you can, um, he's, he started with um, improv in, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so you can hear like, he's so, he's such a good interview because of his improv background. He's just, so quick and so he's like a nimble guy um to to interview he's yeah fantastic. we should have thrown more stuff at, at like that at him just to see yes. how he would handle just it see, you know yeah. later in conventions he didn't want to do the panel so much and and one the last one i did with him it was kind of dark and i just felt like there's something dark going on with with Steven Yun around all of this and he didn't want mm. to answer some of the questions and it was much different than the interviews that we did with him early on. So I feel like, you know, he, he changed, he grew up and I don't know. He, he Do you remember the backpack? Through some stuff. Uh, I don't, Oh, at the, yeah, he lost his backpack or somebody stole it out of he his car. at Walker it, Stalker. He brought oh, it no. on stage. He brought it on stage and we were making fun of him for carrying his backpack around. And we were like, why did you bring that on stage? What are you going to pull out of it? What's going on there? And he's like, oh, I just don't want to get it stolen. And like later that night, got it stolen. <gasps> no. Yes. Was yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> and here's uh, that same episode, 103. We asked him to do an intro for us. And here we asked him to do this intro. Hey, dumbass. You're listening to Jason and Karen on The Walking Dead cast. Because <laughs> he his character said that, remember? That was his yep. first words that came out of Glenn's yep. mouth. Hey, I have to say, like, Stephen Yun is absolutely breathtakingly good looking. I'm so sad oh God, I never yes. got to meet him at a con, yeah. but also probably good because I probably would have just cried and like yes. peed myself or something like yes. really embarrassed. yeah all that stuff about only a guy with a burlap sack coming after him and not the women that's well oh, that's because bullshit. maybe it was bullshit <laughs> but also that was before season two had even aired so only season one had aired where he was just this bungling little kid and i mean oh, yeah. going forward he was a heartthrob for sure yes he yes. can i just say he's also one of the few like no offense to saskatchewan where i currently live but he lived in saskatchewan for a while in regina so he's one of the few kind of famous claims to fame that we have in the province is that Stephen yun and his family moved here in the 80s uh out of south korea so oh, wow. he was a little prairie guy for a while down in uh, Regina. <laughs> oh. So there you go. I'm going to take that as like a claim to fame for my adopted home. <laughs> no wonder he's so nice. Yeah. Right. Canada influence. <laughs> and speaking of interviews, we've done 
so many interviews. I don't even know if people who just started listening in recent years know, because um, I started doing Walker Stalker, which I'm also going to talk about. And that I was, I, I figured out I did around 200 panels at Walker Stalker conventions. Oh, it just got me wow. burnt out on interviews. So I didn't do them on the podcast anymore. That's one of the downsides about that whole experience. Um, but, but over, our 10 years, we've talked with Andrew Lincoln, Norman Reedus, Stephen Yund, Denai Guerrero, Nick Otero, Lauren Cohan, Irony Singleton, Tom Payne, Ross Marquand. And that's just like tip of the iceberg, you know, tons and tons because there's so many actors on the show. Uh, Scott Gimple uh-huh. and uh, the second showrunner, Glenn Mazzara, we talked to a few times. Um, but Kirkman. one of my favorite interview moments was from our 100th episode celebration with... Andrew Lincoln. And here's, here it is. I think, I mean, I can tell Andrew that you just really love the whole process. And, and I think, and you've been so raw and emotional and it feels to me anyway, when I'm watching it, that you're actually having those emotions. And I imagine you are, but I just want to ask you, it feels, I, I really believe that when we see true emotions like that as an audience watching TV, that it unlocks some of that in us too. And that's one reason why we like it because we get to open up a little bit. Have you ever thought about that? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that that's why I go to movies uh, and theater and art. I think art, I believe in the power to affect people and to educate people and to emotionally connect with people. I, that's the point for me. Mm. I mean, I love the fact and it was Frank Darabont always said to me, he said, it's a Trojan horse. We go inside, people <laughs> think we're a genre thing, and then we break people's hearts. And we tell them what it is to be alive. Nice. That's you know? beautiful. And I went, count me in. I want to do that. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. He's so lovely. Oh, <laughs> my God. That was cool. He's fantastic. He's, oh. he's such a... Such a gentleman, such a terrific yes, human. Absolutely. I'm kind of glad for him that he left. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad that he got to go and sort of do his own thing because he's just such a kind of thoughtful, nice person that I think like we were all quite worried about Rick leaving and things like that. But the show has gone from like strength to strength. And I like to think that Andrew Lincoln's getting some serious downtime now and like getting to just chill out and play his piano and, and be mm-hmm. lovely. Be with his family. That was one of the main reasons yeah. why he wanted to leave. And, and, you know, as much as Rick was my favorite character, that character leaving created this vacuum that's been filled and given the other characters a chance to shine where they wouldn't have before and uh, opened up mm-hmm. some new possibilities so it, it's it's been fine <laughs> mm-hmm. it's yeah. been fine it's fine <laughs> yeah it's fine but i i do hope it's these fine. walking dead movies go forward because i'd love to see more rick grimes on screen yep. yeah i would like to say that a highlight for me was definitely interviewing charlie adlard with you and derek yeah he's a great guy too 
he's lovely and also mm-hmm. obviously like even though it was like last week interviewing dan fogler was obviously brilliant it was very good i, got to <laughs> I just i played a few clips him. from last week's episode <laughs> yeah play the whole episode i have to say i didn't say i didn't say on the podcast but jason you and dan fogler could be like legit related to one another you have such a similar vibe like i was sitting there and i was like these thing going on. i think i was like these two guys could just sit and like i don't know drink get high together or whatever and just shoot the shit like the two of you i was just like there is something here i feel like there's like Aww, potential awesome. for like brotherhood here <laughs> um that was very very cute <laughs> hey, that's really nice to hear yeah that we got some compliments on that interview so that was that was good yeah one of my favorite interview i was just trying to think back weirdly one of my favorite interviews was with dallas roberts who played milton the scientist from season three oh, you guys mm-hmm. remember him and he was the governor's lackey and he was trying to figure out if the zombies could be brought back or if there's any humanity left i guess because the governor had his daughter locked up in the closet (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, so uh here is an exchange from that interview that stuck with me from some reason and i reference a line in here where he's talking about the governor i think he's trying to convince the governor to let Michonne or maybe Andrea I forget who go back to her people so where is it here it is did you clean that sink for mom she doesn't like a single tea leaf in that sink oh wait that's but he went right? did you clean that ah, son of a bitch. what the fuck <laughs> that that um started in the middle of the clip oh well okay I have another clip from there anyways <laughs> So, damn it, I didn't get to play the one I wanted to play, but uh, maybe I'll play it on another podcast. I'll just leave this in. But there's another exchange. So, um, Karen, you couldn't be there for that interview, but you called in and left a message because you really liked the character. And you and I had a bet about whether Milton was poisoning the tea in Woodbury. (gasps) And I had asked him about it. And then I played your call for him after that. So here it is. I wanted to ask you that before I play. She actually called in and left a message for you. I'm going to play it for you now. Here it goes. Hey there. This is Karen. Hello, Dallas. Thank you so much for being on the Walking Dead cast. And I wish I was uh, here to interview you in person, but um, I thought I'd leave a message. Uh, with my question, but first I have to tell you that I find the character you play, Milton, to be strangely sexy, and I think (laughs) that it has to do with the fact that he plays as this scientist who likes to monkey around with zombies. I don't know. There's something to that. Anyway, here's my question. Maybe you can help. Jason and I have a bet. She goes on to ask about the tea, but I didn't want to play that before I asked you because I thought your um, answer might change. Right. <laughs> well, it, it certainly might have changed uh, uh, her being ever, you know, the first person ever to uh, refer to Milton as sexy. <laughs> but I might have taken her side just just for that. But. Oh, my God. I'm dying. Oh, my God. <laughs> He he, he was sort of fumbling around trying to figure out how to speak again after <laughs> that. Er, um, um, um. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That's so funny. Wow. Oh so God. many times in our podcast afterwards, I'm like, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not only did I say that out loud, I, I specifically called in to tell the actor that. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have he like a it. glass of... 
I feel like you had a glass of rosé in one hand and you're like, hey, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> 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 How are you doing? Oh my God. It's Karen. <laughs> Lord. <You> girl. <laughs> it was funny. I, and he loved it. <laughs> oh, he will 100% have loved every minute of that. <laughs> I wish I could have played that other one. Let me see if I downloaded that wrong or something. Let's see. I'll try it again. Let me see if this is it. Did you clean that thing? No. God damn it. <laughs> what is that quote from? <laughs> it was me asking. Maybe I can um, just summarize the first part. So I really liked Dallas Roberts line readings because he would put emphasis on on, on the word in a really interesting way. And, 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 mm-hmm. and but it made sense. But, um, you know, I told I played a clip of him saying, um you know, hey, you should let her go back and see her people. And governor's like, and I was, you know, he said he, he, she wants to go. And then the governor's like, did you talk to her? And he goes, no, like kind of like, like he's worried. And it just, there was a little little to it that I thought was interesting. So I asked him about it. And then he said that he likes how, uh, who's John Malkovich, he was, yeah. saying how he gave a certain line reading where someone sa- said uh, he was supposed to say you shouldn't leave tea leaves in that sink but instead they said let's see i think it's right here let me see did you clean that sink for mom she doesn't like a single tea leaf in that sink but he went she doesn't like a single tea leaf in that sink and it <laughs> makes you think that there's a sink that she likes tea leaves in, yeah. you know, <laughs> and that kind of stuff I, uh, I'm totally attracted to. And so therefore I'll sort of throw in when I can. That's great. And, you know, I've noticed that some actors do that and it changes the meaning, but in a way that feels like the actor just wanted to not be cliche, but it doesn't quite make sense. But I think every time you do it, it just adds something to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, hopefully it's uh, you know, hopefully it's something that uh, that's organic, that's coming out of something that's just happened. Uh, you know, the 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 no there about did you talk to her is a you know a defensive sort of like what's going to happen now um, yeah. sort of thing that, that just sort of came out you know based on David's face basically. <laughs> so that was it. I just like that one because when I, I realize when I get into more specific questions and more about the craft, then they might have, they might get more engaged with their answers. And I always love that. You know, if I don't come prepared with that kind of stuff, then sometimes it's not as good. I think for actors, it's a gift when we don't just ask them about like, I don't know, do you like zombies? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen next? Yeah, I think it's nice for them to be taken kind of seriously as a, an actor rather than just a character, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you've done your homework. Should I play my last one? Yes. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, the main thing that inspired this podcast was the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. And I really think that without that podcast, we probably wouldn't have Walking Dead cast. I don't know. That's yep. what made me think, man, I want to do that. And so I wanted to interview Jay and Jack and it actually was harder to pin down those guys than most of the actors. Uh, (laughs) And then when we did get them, 
I was actually feeling more nervous than I am with most of the actors, which kind of surprised me. But I guess, um, I don't know, they were kind of our, you know, we looked up to them and everything. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Heck yeah. You mean the interview itself? or Yeah, do you or mean... just how you felt or whatever. Oh, yeah. Nervous. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, they were really nice. And, and Jay didn't even watch Walking Dead at that time. I think he since has. I think they actually even started podcasting on it. But um, he was too squeamish. But um, anyways, Jack, this is just a quick little clip. But Jack was famous on the Lost podcast for his crackpot theories, crackpot theory of the week. <laughs> and so... We we asked him if he had a crackpot Walking Dead theory, and here it is. Yeah. So Jack, do you have some kind of a, a Walking Dead crackpot theory? <laughs> crackpot theory. I do think Michonne and Rick are going to hook up. Yeah. <gasps> I think they're going to. I think they're going to become Whoa. a couple. And then Carl, and, then, and then Carl's going to have to kill another mom. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one part of that theory I haven't heard. Crackpotty. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Because usually he was never right, but that time he was totally right. He's totally <laughs> he was right. At least so halfway. right. He's a little Rashon <laughs> shipper. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what a nice voice he has, too. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. means a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Wow, that's I completely forgot that that we got to interview them. That's nuts. Yeah, man, it's been a long time. Like. I remember um, you and I used to talk about the zombie movies we loved and, and uh, Zombieland was always one of them. And somebody's like, why don't you guys cover Zombieland? And I was like, oh yeah, we did years ago. And I went back and looked and I'm like, oh no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then I think we did decide to do it. Maybe it was on the Jason and Karen show. I can't even remember mm-hmm. now. I think we did. You know, it's funny. I've been, we've been, David and I have been rewatching Lost. And because this is apparently what you do in the pandemic, you just go and watch a giant amount of television. And I'm amazed at how you said that, that uh, Jack was squeamish, too squeamish to watch The Walking Dead. But honestly, mm. <laughs> Lost is really violent. Like, way, way punchier and slappier and, like, <laughs> yeah. head bashier than I remember it was. Yeah. I, but it's not as gory as The Walking Dead. But, yeah, it is super violent. Yeah. People are not – you're right. People are not – zombies are not running around eating you. True. Mm. But everybody gets beat up on that show repeatedly. Mm. I know. I think it's harder sometimes when it's, like – uh human on human violence as well like it's like whoa that's like i find that harder to watch than zombie violence i know that sounds really silly but like zombies kind of the yeah it's kind of why the negan thing was so bad was because it was just like human brutality rather than zombie totally um so i think with loss there were like there were scenes in even in the first season of like um saeed being tortured and things like yeah there were really gruesome bits in lost true yeah I I mean, I remember feeling critical of the show because they would have people fight that really like you beat the shit out of him because he was wearing a watch. That, <laughs> right, you know? right, right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that was episode 103. If listeners, if you want to go back and listen, we actually talked about Lost through most of that interview. And I think it was like mm. 40 minutes long. So we only talked about Walking Dead a little bit. You know, of course, it was Jay and Jack. So we, we asked him a lot of questions about Lost in there. I totally want to go back and listen to that now that Me I'm too. rewatching Lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, 103, if you want to. 
I mean, I think I covered just about, well, I did want to talk a little bit about Walker Stalker, but did you guys have anything else that you thought up? Uh, Walker Stalker is actually a good jumping off point for, uh, for a couple of mine. Go ahead. Go mm. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, doing these Walker Stalker conventions came about because of this podcast, because, uh, James and Eric had started their Walker Stalker podcast and then, and they had been listening to us for inspiration before that. And I'd reached out to them to tell them I liked their podcast and we got into contact and did, did an event actually together at Comic-Con, like a little event. But anyways, um, Mm. so it's because of the podcast that James asked Karen and I to go and host the panels for the first Walker Stalker. And I ended up just staying and did it for like six years. Mm. And it was quite, quite an experience. Like I've always Mm. liked being a part of something where somebody had a vision and realized it and we all work hard to make it happen and it turns out amazing and granted the end of that is pretty tragic and sad but in the middle there it was incredible and because of a all the people who came together we'd never done anything like that before but we all found what we were good at you know there were people who were into the logistics of it, media relations, uh, disability services and audio video. And for me, it was doing the panels and interviews and setting up entertainment and stuff like that. We all just found our niche and, and James was great about not micromanaging. So we just, he just let us do our thing and it was just such Mm -hmm. a fulfilling experience. And, and we got to go to cities all over the country and to London every year, which you had mentioned Mm -hmm. in your message, Lucy, I ended up, I did get to go there and we met and that was awesome. We met. Yeah. And I met a bunch of listeners through Walker Stalker all over the country, which was total blessing. It was so cool. And then I got to hang out with the celebrities. And I mean, I've interviewed just about everyone from The Walking Dead. Um, The Lost panel I did with Harold Perrineau, Elizabeth Mitchell, and Henry Ian Cusick, (laughs) and Mira Furlan, who's Danielle. The Doctor Who panel with Matt Smith, Arthur Darville, and Karen Gillan was probably my favorite one of all. Uh, Battlestar Galactica with Edward James Olmos, Mary McDonnell, and Katie Sackhoff. Uh, just like I repeatedly found myself sitting up there going, how did the hell did this happen? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're talking to Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. He was another one. He was electric. Gus. Oh, so good. Or uh, Isaac Hempstead, right? Brand on Game of Thrones. John Bradley, Hannah Murray, Sam and Gilly and Christian Aaron Hodor. That was amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, like some of the people that were that were regularly great. Irony Singleton was always good, super emotional and inspirational Mm -hmm. and fun. Andrew Lincoln was really thoughtful and funny. And um, Ezekiel and Jerry, you know, Kari Payton and Cooper Andrews were (laughs) always fun. Uh, Ross Marquand's was really I he and I played off of each other pretty well sometimes and Caitlin Nacon she was good Tom Payne was fun oh. Karen you and I did that one Tom Payne oh, panel in San so Jose good. and Nick Otero was great Pollyanna McIntosh was really cool the one who played Jadis uh-huh. uh, and Cudlitz was always awesome and super funny some of the tougher ones Michael Rooker he was fun but mm-hmm. <laughs> wild card I got punched in the stomach literally a couple of times <laughs> it was fun he was showing me how to fight um Bernthal was tough sometimes 
he he could be a little like adversarial, but in an entertaining way. Um, Lenny James was a little like like he gave me this look like he didn't trust me sometimes, and I'm like, dude, I love your character, uh, but I I do I do love him. Um, yeah, and Stephen Young, he was like great at first, but later on he didn't seem so comfortable with the whole thing. He he didn't really want to do the panels. Um, but but anyway, I mean, just incredible experience, and and you know, it was also super. Uh, exhausting, like going away once a month, every month or two for four days, leaving my family, uh, not getting enough sleep. You know, one time when I, we went to London, I left on a Friday and came back on a oh. Monday. Oh. <laughs> Jason, you were so broken when I met you in London. You were yeah. like, you're like, I have no idea what time it is. I'm drinking. I think it was Red Bull and or coffee, and you were like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was and that wild. that was regular. And and I'd also be super stressed just trying to come up with good questions for the panels, and and I had to like help break down at the end, and you know, just run the thing and. Um, it was, it was fucking hard. And I, and I get stage fright, like almost every time, not stage fright, but just anxiety about how well mm-hmm. it was going to go. And, um, more often than not, I'd end up getting a high while I was up there, like just an adrenaline high, like, oh my God, this is great. So it was like these ups and downs, you know, um, sometimes the panels didn't go well. Like there were a couple of really like just fail moments in front of hundreds of people, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> more often than not, it was, uh, it was pretty great. And, and that adrenaline high kept me coming back. And I, I'm kind of glad that it wound down on its own because I'm mm. glad to I, hopefully get back to doing more interviews on the podcast. Like we have been lately, you know, now that I'm not so burnt out on them, but it just felt like it had run its course. And I had thought about quitting several times a- anyway, but um, I don't know. It was, I, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It was awesome. Do you remember the biggest fail? <laughs> well, there was this one panel I did with uh, Cudlitz and Josh McDermott and uh, oh. Alana Masterson and Lauren Cohan and I think um, Christian Serratos. And it was right after Glenn and Abraham had gotten killed by Negan. And the cast was really emotional and in a, in a weird place. And uh-huh. also, I wasn't even supposed to be on that panel. It was supposed to be James, and he wasn't there. And on top of that, James had run a Kickstarter for somebody to host a panel at Walker Stalker, like a fan. And so I had her there, and she'd written out some questions. And and uh, I was like, Colin James, are you going to be there? He goes, I'll be there in a couple minutes. And Josh McDermott was getting nervous like or uh, restless i guess he wanted to get back to his table so he's like let's just go and he just walked out on the stage no intro music usually oh, we had intro music with an intro and so everybody walked out and we're like is it starting they were kind of confused and it felt like you know I, i'm like well i guess i'm gonna do it and it felt like to them i think especially lauren cohan and the girls that i i didn't have a handle on it you know and mm. and then when we got out there the girl um who won the Kickstarter asked her question to Lauren Cohan. And it was something like if uh, Maggie had known what, what was going to happen, all these bad things that were going to happen, would she have chosen to bring a baby into this world or something like that? Yeah. And Lauren Cohan (laughs) goes, you know, let me get back to you on that. And then she turned her and uh, 
uh, Christian Serratos just like turned their backs on us. And then Alana Masterson just started taking questions from the audience. <laughs> she kind of took over. And the girl, the Kickstarter girl was like, should I ask this question? And I looked down and it was another one that could be taken as an insult. And I'm like, I think we should just let it, just let it go like this, you know, and oh, there was bless. a little more to it than that, but it was just like the mm-hmm. word. I was like, I can't wait until this is over, you know? <laughs> wow. But that's one out of how many you did over the years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any, were there any white whales? Was there ever like one that you never got? Was it, you never got Melissa McBride, right? Yeah. Someone, yeah. Yeah. And she just was super nervous about doing them. And that's why she's never been on the podcast either. She just gets really anxious about doing interviews. And I tried. And one time I was supposed to do one with her and Greg Nicotero. And I saw her in the green room and I was like, you ready for your panel later? And she's like, you should just ask Greg all the questions. And I was trying to like get to know her a little bit so I could like maybe make it okay but her handler came and was like oh we gotta go and i was like oh and then she ended up canceling out so it didn't happen um but you know like i don't want to leave it with that like some of the highlights like that doctor who panel it was at night and in in san francisco in at fort mason in this like beautiful hall and there was the big crack of the universe behind them on, as a backdrop. And <laughs> they, I gave them a beer at backstage and they were like so thankful. And then when they came out, they were just on fire and the crowd was electric and they were singing uh, just impromptu Bohemian Rhapsody and yep, just they laughing. They did the whole thing. And, yeah. And they, it was fantastic. And then when I went backstage, I went up to Matt Smith and I was like, I think that's the best panel we've ever had. And he just gave me this big giant hug, like wrapped his arms around oh. me. <laughs> Amazing. So, and yeah. obviously Karen Gillan is from the best part of the world. Cause she's from like where I grew yeah. up, that part of Scotland. So <laughs> obviously it was going to be the best panel ever. I don't know why you're yes. surprised. Do you remember, <laughs> have I told you my Karen Gillan story? No, I I think I've told it on the podcast. So one time I did a panel with just her and it was me and Mm -hmm. Dave Solo moderating. And she, uh, someone from the audience asked if she could sing or hum the theme song to Doctor Who. And, you know, it goes, do you do 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 do. But um, she goes, okay, what can you guys do the, the bot, the um, underlying part and then I'll come in. And Dave ha- didn't even watch the show. So I was like, okay, it goes, uh, and I'm looking over here and then like after the third time she goes I just want to see how long you would do that I was like thanks that's awesome that was pretty fun oh great I mean I got tons of stories but this isn't the Walker Stalker podcast so maybe on a future one I'll tell more Oh, but, but it's so you? good. My uh, the the best thing about the Walker Stalker cons for me was always the listener meetup. Mm. Yeah, always in always, Atlanta. Always. Yeah, that was the yeah. I mean, I did them in cities all over, but Atlanta was yeah. the one where most people would come, and it was super super cool. Oh, it was the best. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I remember uh, spending hours with uh, listeners and having so much fun. And after that, just feeling like, that's it. It doesn't get any better than that. It's just fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really fun to be able to 
meet people who are interested in the same things you are and talk to them. But you got to admit, it's also cool. And everyone comes up to you and goes, I love what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is nice. It's kind of (laughs) nice. Yep. That is really, really nice. I think they do. They do that more to you. Um, because you are, you are the voice in the face of the podcast and podcastica. What? Come on. No way. If you and I are there together, then they're fans of yours too. The one, one time I helped a woman with a, with a stroller. Um, I helped carry her, her stroller because it was next to an escalator. I helped carry her baby in the stroller up a flight of stairs. And, uh, at the top I was saying goodbye and she said, goodbye, Karen. And I was like, what? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it's cool. That's awesome. And you've had, I mean, you have a Twitter presence, so you've had listeners contact you on Twitter, right, Lucy? Yes. The The weirdest one for me was um, a couple of years back, we were invited to a New Year party with a couple of friends in Scotland, and we couldn't go in the end because um, we were moving in like three weeks, and there's a whole slew of reasons why we weren't there, and someone who'd been at the party was like, oh, you were missed, and I was like, oh, it's nice to hear. They're like, no, really, someone there figured out who you were and I was like what and they discuss- They basically said oh our friend Lucy can't come she's uh, she's just finished up her PhD blah 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 and someone had been like she Lucy from Scotland and they're like oh. <laughs> what and then it turned out this person was a listener so I was always like oh I missed my one chance to go and be <laughs> a famous person at a party but yeah no I get listeners I've had really lovely contact with listeners and um, people just being so engaged and nice about the things that we talk about and not just even zombie stuff i've had people contact me about like their grad studies about things that they're interested in um scotland people love talking about scotland and i love talking about scotland so that's great um you know at at walker stalker i got to meet you jason i got to meet your family um bodhi was tiny he was like six weeks old maybe when i met him um chris from the talking dead that's incredible and and chris came along which is wonderful and Gemma from wales was there um Mm -hmm. the guys from isimo that was wonderful and yeah mark you know, and last abby. year oh mark and abby were so sweet and and last year i got to go down to colorado and meet up with lara and claire retro <laughs> who are both members of the the zed head community and we'd That's met awesome. through the zed head post exchange it's just you know there's all these experiences i just wouldn't have had without this podcast it's incredible and one of the things i really wanted to mention when we were talking about highlights was that one of the biggest highlights for me was actually getting to do comic talk with Derek. Um, Derek's such an amazing podcaster in his own right. And it felt like after Gracie Lou and Mr. Blog, it, it just felt like such a a precious and important thing to be handed over was to get to do those comic talk segments. And we did so much work, like preparing them and rereading the comics and making sure that we were accurate and true to what was happening. And that's one of the people for me, I'm sad that I didn't haven't met in real life yet is Derek, because I feel like we, we really enjoyed doing that, uh, that section together. So it's, it's, this yeah, is, it's making me excited talking now about the people that I have yet to meet and the things that will come in the next few years. Because I've not met mm-hmm. you yet, Karen. I need to get down to I know California. Yeah, California. I, feel, mm-hmm. I feel like I've met you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Every once in a while, I have, to, I have to remind myself that we haven't actually met in person because it's I, wild, I, right? we spent a lot of time together. 
virtually i like text you with like dilemmas about my life and i speak to people in the zed head group about things that like i don't speak to people who uh-huh. know me in real life about it's the it's the beautiful thing about this kind of community you know and yeah i think i've i've always so jealous that i never made it to an atlanta meetup they always sounded like so much fun one thing uh you mentioned mark and abby my favorite memory of those two they're just really talented musicians and just really lovely people but uh i asked them because they used to play music at the walker stalker london and i asked them to do their own version of easy street that song that they (laughs) tortured uh daryl with (laughs) in the savior's compound and so they did and it sounds beautiful but anyways i had they played it and Jeffrey Dean Morgan was up on the second level signing autographs and they played it and he like leaned over the edge of the thing and flipped everybody off with a big smile on his face. <laughs> I was there for that. It was so funny. He was just Oh like, no, What's wait, maybe this? it was Daryl. Uh, maybe it, it was, was Daryl. Norman. Yeah, it yeah was I'm Norman sorry. Reedus. It was Norman. Yeah. yeah. I think him, he and JDM were like on the same bit. Together, so I think JDM yeah. like looked over as well. But yeah, Daryl was like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. You know, I just realized we have a ton of messages from listeners. So shall we get Dude, get to yeah, those? Let's do it. All Dude. Right, let's get into some listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh, All right, let's hear from Archmaester Rennie. Hi, Jason and Karen and Lucy and David and the crew. This is Archmaester Rennie, also known as Mayday Rennie, saying happy 10th birthday to the podcast. So that means the podcast is in fifth grade now, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember when I started listening. 2013, I think, shortly after I started watching The Walking Dead, I binge watched seasons one through three, and then I started watching live with season four. Um and found the podcast soon after. Um, I got to meet Jason and Karen and David and Mr. Blog at Walker Stalker in San Francisco in 2015, <laughs> and that was great. Um, we had a drink with you all in the bar of yep. the Long Now Foundation there. Super cool. Um, yep. Where they have this collection of books they say are fundamental to civilization and need to be preserved through the apocalypse, and which are mostly <laughs> written by white men. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that event, Karen and I got to talk about uh, being in the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake because we were both in Santa Cruz at that time. Uh, Karen has the best smile and the best laugh ever, for the record. Oh. So I want to thank you all for um, the all the great coverage of The Walking Dead through all its ups and downs. And the coverage of Game of Thrones through House Podcastica. And uh, (laughs) the coverage of The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, When Kristen Mm -hmm. was podcasting with that, I got to co-host with her. That was great fun. And also the Westworld coverage with Jason and David, which has been just great. Um, I ventured to say that the coverage was probably better than the show in season three (laughs) and i just want to add that i think lucy is an awesome addition Mm -hmm. to the podcasts so uh here's to another 10 years thanks you all thank you rennie i love i love that you're a listener rennie you're you're so smart and thoughtful she's 
wonderful too. She's I, it, she's a professor up in Seattle, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh gosh, she's amazing. She is yeah, amazing. That was really fun. Here is our friend Aaron of the Bald Move Podcast Network. Hey, Jason, Karen, and the rest of the regular crew of Podcastica. Congratulations on your 10-year anniversary and 400th show. This is Aaron from the Bald Move Network, and I know how hard it is to keep something like this going over a decade. It's a real accomplishment. I know that you guys have had to overcome a lot of setbacks, big and small, to keep it going, because 10 years is a lot of time, and I know your fans love you for it because there's no way that you can expend this much effort over so large a span of time and not have it come from a place of love. You guys are class acts. You're straight shooters. You're as professional as podcasters come. It's been a real privilege meeting you at the various cons across the country. We bumped into each other. It's been a lot of fun collaborating with you on the different projects we've done over the years. I really hope we can do it again soon. Much love and respect from our family to yours. Congratulations again, and here's to another 10. Oh, so that's nice. fantastic. Hmm. He's a class act. He is. Yeah. I, he, Jim and Aaron came along, I think, during season three of The Walking Dead, and they, they did their Watching Dead podcast, and they were shooting up the charts, and, and I listened to them, and I was like, damn, they're good. And my MO always was, instead of thinking of people as competition, to just get to be friends with them. So I invited Aaron on, and we interviewed one of the writers at the time of The Walking Dead, and we were friends ever since. And we had collaborated on a podcast, The Legion podcast, me uh-huh. and... Um, Aaron and Jim and then Rima that was super fun and he's just a great guy and they've they actually stopped podcasting on Walking Dead after season eight because they were just like we just don't like it anymore but then Mm -hmm. they kept hearing everyone say how good seasons nine and ten were so they're back now in case you guys didn't know that Watching Dead is back (laughs) they're doing seasons nine and ten now yeah that's fantastic Here is, well, maybe I'll just play these and not announce them. Here's the next one. Jason and Karen, you wonderful <gasps> humans. Congratulations <laughs> on reaching your 400th episode and 10-year anniversary! Yay! I just wanted to let you guys know how much you mean to me. I've been listening for about five years now, I guess. I discovered you on one of the crossover shows with Chris and Jason at the Talking Dead podcast. And they announced that they'd be doing a show with Jason and Karen from the Walking Dead cast. And I thought they meant from the cast of the Walking Dead show. And I thought, who the hell are Jason and Karen in the show? Anyway, I started listening and I immediately loved the humour and the obvious warmth and friendship between you and the insightful dissection every week of the Walking Dead episodes. I guess I've left a few voice messages over the years and I even got to guest on an episode with Jason and Lucy, which was so much fun. You did. I love how Lucy has become such a part of the podcast too with her amazing accent and her delightful Lord of the Rings (laughs) fandom that pops up now and again. Karen, your laughter and your positive and happy outlook on life sprinkled with a delicious and wicked dose of cheeky cynicism is such a treasure to me. Your enthusiasm for not just the show but for so many other big things like the environment and justice in the world and all the little things in the shameless judgment segment is really inspiring. Jason, I admire your honesty. You're so open with people and you're not afraid to engage in debate and explore differences, but you do it so respectfully. The community that you've built with the Facebook group of Z-Head Patreon supporters is an extraordinary thing. It started out as a bunch of fans who liked a zombie show and it grew to a supportive community of really dear friends who've helped each other through the joys and hardships of life. 
I came to the group as a stranger from a distant land and although I've mm. never been in the same room as any of them, I've found true friendship with so many people and I'm so grateful for that. If we're ever allowed to travel again, I'm coming to visit you both and maybe one day you could visit us in New Zealand too. Thanks again so much from my heart. I'm sending you so much love from across the Pacific and I'll be here listening for the next 400 eps. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Love you, oh. Unwin. Unwin. Oh, man. That's so nice. <laughs> That's good She's stuff. Wonderful. You know, That's she mentioned really she was like, who are Jason and Karen from the Walking Dead cast? And that's exactly why our podcast is called that because people searching for the Walking Dead cast, I thought, would find us. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you intended that? Yeah, I mean, it, you, that's why it used to be dead cast as in one word, dead cast. And yeah. then, oh, let's separate those out just in case it helps with Google <laughs> I didn't searches. Know that. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> we, I mean, I think you helped me with that decision because I remember saying, should we call it the Walking Dead cast or the podcasting dead or something like that? Mm. And I think you're like, eh, we'll just do Walking Dead cast. <laughs> clever boy. Anwen, I love you so much. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Here's, She's wonderful. Yep. Here's the next one. Hey, Jason and Karen. Thanks for 10 zombie filled years. I haven't been around since the beginning of the podcast. I've only been around a couple of years. And one of my best memories is, of course, Karen's wonderful, infectious laugh. And I think the best moment was when we had the Game of Thrones finale party and we're watching it and the the lightning is going in the background and it was it was everybody together it was just a a really neat amazing uh group and i just want to say to jason you've created a great community hopefully there'll be 10 more years of the walking dead so when judith becomes middle-aged or whatever they do to her <laughs> she'll be running the show hopefully and hopefully you'll be there to podcast about it congratulations and hopefully we have 10 more great years <laughs> that's alex who oh, i'm shocked alex. did not say did not mention the time that we were all at a restaurant and i left without paying my bill because he always brings that <laughs> up <laughs> i did pay it back later alex <laughs> no, that was really sweet thank you thank you <laughs> alex <laughs> Okay, awesome. Here's, here's another one. Hey, Jason and revolving door of co-hosts. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. That's mean. Of course. Of course. I'm just making fun. Jason and Karen and Lucy and everyone else who has ever sat in the co-host chair. It's me and Jason from the Talking Dead. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> We're here to, to just say congrats on your 400th episode that's coming up really soon. Actually, it's probably happening right now. Right? And and it tenth is. anniversary and tenth anniversary. I that's mean, that's fantastic. It's a massive achievement. I mean, when you consider that most podcasts only get past, I mean, they don't even make it past like episode one or two, seven. Yeah, I think we had a record of seven in previous podcasts. I don't know, but they they don't go very far. But to get to four hundred is amazing, <laughs> and ten years is amazing. And uh, we just wanted to say congrats and uh, keep keep doing it. And the other thing is. We've podcasted together many times, uh, mm -hmm. all all of us, right? To recap mm -hmm. The Walking Dead every season, mm -hmm. and that's 
one of the most fun episodes we do every year. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So much fun. And and then, you know, I've spent some time podcasting with Jason on other shows too. So we've we've sat in the mic in front of the mics together f- for many, many hours. And it's it's always awesome. And, you know, it's just it's just amazing that you guys made it so far. So congratulations and keep it going. Yeah. And and here's to another 10 episodes and another 400 years of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well done. Well done. All right. We'll Uh, uh, we'll talk to you later and uh, we will be listening, of course. Bye. Thanks, guys. guys. Oh, so our um, season ender. Episodes were always so much fun to do with those guys. Yeah. And the best. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, as I mentioned, the the Comic-Con Walking Dead panels happened today. And so they announced, I don't know if you know this, Lucy, but the season 10 finale is going to be aired on October 4th. Oh, I suppose that's when the series would have started. I, I guess, know. Been... So, you know wow. what else they announced? Like, they're going to do, I think, six more episodes in season 10. So it's weird. But they're not going to air huh? until 2021 or something. So they're doing some oh. weird things. I'll get my story straight for the next episode that we do, or you guys can check online. But they're extending season 10 to 22 episodes, I believe. But this, um, what was going to be the finale, will air on October 4th. So we have to decide. I mean, Lucy, this is going to be your first time doing the the crossover with uh talking dead mm. and the wrap-up crossover it's gonna be fun but we have to decide i guess we'll wait until the whole season's over and then do it then yeah, right i guess so i am um, i'd heard a rumor spoiler alert for the next 10 seconds if you don't want to hear that there's going to be another time jump so i wonder if that's what the extension is about like they're going right. to extend it to a point and then 11 will be a time jump but yeah well that'd be weird because how that. would they handle that with judith it, it, unless it was either a new actress or not that big of a time jump, you know? Weird. Maybe it'll be um, just enough time jumps to explain why Judith is a foot taller since kids grow so fast. Bring back um, Sarah Wayne you know? Callies as, like, grown-up Judith and be like, oh, hey, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you that's it. You know, I bet it's just because they have not filmed for a while and she's growing because she's a little kid that they'll just do it that would make a lot of sense actually yeah Yeah. i doubt they would want to lose kaylee fleming she's so good no she's wonderful she's really cute Mm -hmm. okay great to hear from chris and jason here's here's the next one hey walking dead cast this is daphne i wanted to call in and wish you all a very happy 10-year anniversary it's been so much fun to listen to karen and jason and also lucy and jason Talk mm-hmm. about all things Walking Dead, whether it be the show or news or comics. It's been wonderful. And I look forward to many, many more episodes of fun over the next 10 years. So happy anniversary, guys. Thanks to all of you who make the show possible. And I look forward to the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Daphne. Oh, Yay. Daphne. Yeah, that She's is awesome. awesome. Yep, She's, she is. Yeah. A relatively new addition to the group, but she just came in mm-hmm. and started volunteering to host trivia nights and just do different things to make it super fun. And it's been great. 
She's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, when Truly you said she was new, I'm like, no, Daphne's been here like forever. And then I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, no, she's yeah. Oh, relatively, Daphne, yeah. <laughs> Here's uh, see if you can tell who this is. Hi, Jason, Karen, and Lucy. This is Derek from Dublin. I wanted to say a huge Aww. congratulations to all of you on the 400th episode of the Walking Dead cast and 10 years of podcasting. Congratulations! It's still one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever listened to. I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. When those episodes pop up in my feed, I've been very lucky to been able to contribute once or twice over the last couple of years as well and make some great friends amongst the wonderful Zed heads and yourselves uh, over that time as well. Um, congratulations. Looking forward to many more years of podcasting, even if The Walking Dead does eventually finish. Hopefully there'll be lots more to hear from all of you in the future. Speak to you soon. Oh, Derek. Oh, Derek. He's lovely. Derek. Yeah, I have hearts coming out of my chest right now. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm spewing rainbows and happiness. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Um, hey, Jason, Karen and Lucy, this is Gemma <gasps> calling from South Wales. Um, I just wanted to say um, happy 400th episode and 10-year anniversary. It's an amazing achievement. You're so proud of yourself. Um, you know, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. And every time I get a new episode in my feed, I get so excited because it just makes my day Um I'm a busy mum of four, as I might have mentioned, and just getting a new podcast from you guys is just, it makes things a lot better, um, especially during stressful days and, you know, during this lockdown. I just really love seeing a new podcast and listening to the whole thing and, yeah, listening to thoughts and stuff. Just brilliant. Um, also, I, I've watched Walking Dead from the beginning, almost, I think it aired um January 2011 in the UK and I was I just had my first son in um in July of 2010 so I was home on maternity leave and I remember thinking oh I don't really want to watch a zombie show because I hate zombies um but I saw that Andrew Lincoln was in it so I gave it a go and I think from the first like 10 minutes I was totally invested I I just totally fell in love with him with Rick as you know and this story and it was amazing I don't think I've ever done I don't think I've ever fell in love with the show as quickly other than I think Lost and Buffy, obviously. But yeah, Walking <laughs> Dead is like, it's just one of my top shows of all time. And I just love when the season is on and then the podcast to follow. It just makes my day, really. I'm such a big fan. But I'm probably the biggest fan of the show that doesn't like zombies. <laughs> I'm a kind of um, ironic person, but I've got used to them. But it's more of the um, human story that I connect to and the characters I love and know so well um yeah so just keep doing what you're doing guys i just you know i'd love listening to you lucy i love listening to you because you're from scotland and i think we met once um at walker stalker con as well so that's nice that i can put i know what you look like and that's nice um so yeah because um it's nice to keep it all uh within the uk and yeah so stay safe and i look forward to more podcasts and I'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye. Oh, that's oh, lovely. Thanks, Gemma. Great. Yeah, it's been ge- great having Gemma as a listener for such a long time. And she always writes in and has cool things to say. 
and how much he loves Rick. Oh, I love accent <laughs> Understandable. Well. I love a Welsh accent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that pilot was such a good pilot. I mean, this show started so strong and it was mostly it him. Yeah. Yep. All right, here's the next one. Hey, Jason. Hey, Karen. This is Greg. Man, 10 years. 10 years, 400 episodes. That is awesome. Uh, just wanted to you know, tell you guys congratulations. And uh, I'll tell you, sticking anything out for 10 years is uh, pretty amazing, um, let alone something that you're serving up on a weekly or biweekly basis to the masses. Um, I, you guys have had such a, a positive uh, influence in my life, not just you guys, but all the people who, you know, all the, the, the Z head community and whatnot. Uh, I just want to say that I, I really appreciate it and look forward to maybe not in their 10, but uh, continuing to be <laughs> a listener and or friends uh, for, for years to come. Have a good one. <laughs> So Thanks, if man. nine years comes up and we're still friends, I feel like Greg's going to be like, that's enough. That's <laughs> Greg's got a time limitation. He's like, nah. <laughs> just kidding. I love Greg. Greg's a great guy. Um, He's got a great We did voice. a great um, Kingdom podcast with Greg. Right. Yeah, he Girl's guest awesome. hosted. And um, he did with Kat uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere podcast that we've been releasing on our Patreon feed too. That, that oh, was fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, because he's got a great podcast voice. He does. Here's Ian from the UK. Uh, hello, Walking Deadcast. Uh, this is Ian, a uh, listener from the UK. I just wanted to send a message to um, say thank you for all the podcasts you've done over all the years. Um, I've been listening pretty much since the start. Um, I think I read an article, the way I got into things, I read an article, I think it was on comic book resources, way back in 2010, um, that linked to an interview that a new podcast had done with Charlie Adlard. Um, I think that was your seventh podcast, number seven, uh-huh. before the show itself had started. Um, and I wanted to listen to that, being a fan of the comic. Um, so I, uh, my OCD wouldn't let me go in straight at number seven, so I went back to podcast mm-hmm. number one and listened <laughs> one through to seven and then I kept up with you pretty much week on week as soon as things come out I do my best to listen to them um so yeah listen right from episode one right to episode 400 so felt I should send a message to say thank you very much for everything you've done um I <laughs> I was a guest on podcast number 29 way 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 what? back between seasons one and two um thanks again for having me on then um thanks Excellent. for everything you've done since um, I'm not the most active member um, on Patreon, although I do chip in a little bit there, um, and I am on the groups, but I'm not the most active member, and I, I don't send a lot of messages in to you guys, but I've always got your back, I will always be there, I will always, always be listening to you, um, so yeah, thank you Jason, thank you Karen, thank you Lucy, thank you all the co-hosts over all the years, um, you keep making them, and we will keep listening to them, <laughs> cheers guys, congratulations, bye! <laughs> Thanks, oh, what a lovely, lovely message. Yeah. Yeah, we had him on. I forget what it was, but it was something about a listener coming on and doing a top five with us, I think. Mm-hmm. And Ian got to do it. Yeah. And he's just been great over the years. And he actually won a Walker Stalker ticket, but he never claimed it. And now Walker Stalker oh. is in the oh. grave. Wah, wah. <laughs> so we have man. to fly. I guess we have to fly Ian somewhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're like, we'll wait till the pandemic's over, then we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's fine. All right, here's the next one. Holy crap. Ten years spent listening to you guys. That is awesome. I don't regret a second of it. Congratulations and thanks for putting our little Zed family together. Love you guys. That's Jamie Dimmick, by the way. Yes. Jamie! said something like, I hate sending voicemails, but I love you guys, so I'm doing it, or something like that. Wow. <laughs> that was nice. Love Jamie, too, actually. Jamie. Lucy, you mentioned um, that somebody knew of you. And Jamie, uh, my friend John, who I've known for years, told me he was back east and his, he's like, you're, you're, a, you're a celebrity. My friends back east listen to your podcast. And that was Jamie Dimmick. Ah, no way. <laughs> the world is so small. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this next one is from Josh uh, Svijanovich or something like that, who is a band teacher and he's been a listener for a while. And I'm excited to listen because I don't even think he's ever called in before. So here mm-hmm. it is. Hey, Jason and Karen and the whole Podcastica family. This is Josh Savanovich from North Carolina, just sending you a quick voice memo to say congratulations on 10 years and 400 podcasts. That's incredible. I have been listening to you guys for just about the entire run. I found your podcast uh, through actually the Talking Dead podcast and the work you guys have done together and I've been listening and writing and commenting really ever since you know I, I uh, I've been teaching public you know public school band now for just finished my 11th year Ooh. and been listening to you guys for my entire career pretty much uh, there are major milestones in my professional life that I can equate to moments in both the Walking Dead TV show and your podcast. Aww. Also, my two Amazing. sons, uh, Henry and Benjamin, are about the same age as Nico and Bodie. <gasps> Henry and Ben just turned <laughs> eight or respectively. Benjamin. So it's been a lot of fun, almost like watching <laughs> and experiencing our kids growing up over the length of this podcast. So I just wanted to take a second and thank you guys for all you've done. Thank you guys for always uh interacting with the fans as much as you do and uh, including us in the podcast it's really a wonderful community you guys have built and uh i just want to say keep it going and congratulations again oh thanks thank you. those are two two walking dead kid names henry and benjamin that's oh my kid. god that's, right. <laughs> that's cute <laughs> oh that's so that's great oh, josh thank you josh thank you <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Hi, Jason and Karen. This is Lara from Denver. I'm Yay. just calling to wish you both a happy, happy 10th anniversary. Uh, you guys were one of the OG podcasts that I listened <laughs> to, as well as the ori- one of the original Walking Dead podcasts. You guys have been such great company for so long, and I appreciate everything you've done to build up the podcast, build up this community. And eventually introduce us to more wonderful podcasters like Rima, Lucy, David, Melissa, Mr. Blog, and so many others who have guest hosted on your show that Mm. I want to say just thank you. And here's to another 10 years, maybe. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Thanks.
Laura, I, I think of when I think of Laura, I think how I think she has kind of cool and edgy tastes. And also that when she first started to write in, I think she would like challenge my opinions a lot. Uh -huh. And I found that kind of uh, awesome. intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was cool. <laughs> I asked her to come and she, I wanted her to come and um, podcast about fear with me when I needed a co-host back when it was still great in season three, but she just was so busy that she couldn't uh, mm. find the time. But um, that, that almost happened. Anyway, she's great. That she's the happened. other founder of the John Dory fan club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the yep. weird thing, Karen, about the new fear is they actually have some really good characters, but um, mm -hmm. like John Dory is one of them. He's this yes. kind of shy and endearing cowboy type, but uh, the storylines mm -hmm. are not very good yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i kind of now i want to uh watch it just so i can listen to the two of you um uh you, yeah break it down i can't yeah, wait do it <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. okay we got a few more here's the next one hello jason and karen and uh, the walking dead cast congratulations on 10 years of the walking dead cast i am uh, uh, oh this is steve and you know, this i think walking dead cast <laughs> was really the first real podcast that I ever listened to. I mean, I listened to a couple of, of uh, like a comedian do like a recording of a show and some other mm -hmm. radio shows that were, were putting out as podcasts uh, or on podcast players. But this was the walking dead cast was the very first real podcast uh, about a TV show that I ever listened to and that I ever sent feedback to. And you have created the Zed Heads group, which has uh, been countless hours, and uh, I have so many friend, new friends from the Zed Head group, and just love everything that you guys have have done. So thank you so much for your show. Thank you so much for the Walking Dead cast, and I can't wait for ten more years, and I can't wait for the next time we can all actually get together and have an in person. Uh, meeting with uh, with all the friends that I've missed uh, the zoom zoom calls and, and things are great but uh, yeah so congratulations on 10 years walking dead cast and here's 10 more talk to you later <laughs> thank you Steve, Steve is like is the one legend. person who he didn't need to say who he is because all the listeners know <laughs> yeah because <laughs> steve calls in to just about every one of our podcasting podcasts which i think is so awesome like we can always count on you steve and i'm glad you're so engaged and uh steve actually has his own well, like a lot of listeners have started their own podcasts and steve and mark kirkman mm. and do the panels to pixels podcast where they talk about like things that have been adapted for tv and movies and stuff like that mm-hmm Here's another one. <laughs> Hi, Jason and Karen, Lucy, Rima, David, Mr. Blog, all of the amazing guest hosts and listeners of the Walking Dead cast. Thank you all for forming a little village of wonderful and uh, wonderfully diverse people in these varying trying times that we've had. Our Zedhead community has really been a beacon of light for me, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this little rebel alliance we have going here. <laughs> Thank you again, and congratulations. Um, it's a really big milestone, and 
I'm so glad to have uh, taken this journey with you. Thanks. That's Wendy, by the way. Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Love her. Yeah. Wendy's That's awesome. That's wonderful. Thank you for sending that, Wendy. Yeah. Mm. Wendy's the best. Okay. here We got three more. Here's another one. Hey, Walking Dead cast, it's Karen She Just wanted to say a big congratulations on 400 episodes and 10 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, not surprised that you guys have been this successful. Um, I want to thank everybody who has contributed to the cast, like Lucy, Rima, Mr. Blog, and Derek, um, many others. But of course, it all comes down to Jason and Karen. Uh, I loved your guys' thoughtful mm-hmm. analyses, discussions, debates, and the chemistry that you guys have as friends and co-hosts has no doubt brought a lot of people to enjoy the show. Of course, Karen's laugh is the icing on the cake. Um, you guys have built a really, really special community here and have only enhanced my appreciation for the TV show. So... Um, Thanks so much, and, and maybe we'll make it to 500, huh? Um, technically, I've never called in, so here's my walker sound. Wow, are they? <laughs> okay, sending love. Be well and safe out there, and don't get bit. <laughs> she is completely sound. right. She is completely right. You guys are awesome. Oh. Oh, Karen, thank you. She, yeah, Karen's cool. She's, um, she writes in really thoughtful stuff all the time. And yep. she's one of the listeners that consistently makes me sort of reevaluate and think mm. de- more deeply. Mm-hmm. She's going through some really bad times right now. She just had heart surgery and she's in the hospital. Oh. So, oh, Karen, uh, lots of love to Send you, Karen. Send you love. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Get better soon. Lots of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kissing the microphone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blowing kisses. Here's Mr. Mark Kirkman. Wow. <gasps> Mark. 10 years. Mark Kirkman here. Jason and Karen started this off about 10 years ago. 10 years. I can't believe that. Them doing podcasting. <laughs> it's amazing. And they've influenced and changed so much over the years and have created such a community with the Patreon. And I've always enjoyed their podcasts. And I always dreamt and thought of doing that myself over the time of listening to them. And that influenced me to do one myself as well as uh, (laughs) create just like they do. But it enabled me with the Patreon to actually meet so many great friends that I'm going to make a list. And obviously I'm going to leave some people out that I should have in there. But I I love them so much and I'm pretty sure I'm going to forget some people. But please don't hold me to it. That would be Steve, Kristen, Peg Allen, Catcraft, Ben Beck, Daphne, (laughs) Alex, Jillian, Jamie, Derek, Rima, Sean, Rachel, Lara, Fran, and Franca. And you've created such a community within the Patreon that I'm so grateful for, for the fact that, you know, we found each other. We found friends, something that we could all be communal about. And when we do actually come together, it's as if, you know, if we never met each other before, we knew each other. And that's how it felt when I first ever, you know, met everybody at that first barbecue with at Avelino's. And it's amazing. Mm. So here's to another 10 years to you guys, Mm. you know, keep that content going. 
You know, it's all about passion, about what you love talking about with your friends and people that you care about and the stuff that you care about. And I just want to say thank you to Jason and Karen to actually starting all of this and Jason's devotion to his network, to his podcasting and to his friends. And thank you all, all my friends that are out there through the Patreon and those who listen to Jason as well. Thank you, Jason. Oh, yes, Mark. Really nice. Thanks, Mark. That's wonderful. <laughs> Mark, I still have my Doctor Who figures that you and Avelino got me in my office for teaching, <laughs> and my students <laughs> always comment on them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> two Scottish lovely. doctors for a Scottish doctor. It's lovely. <laughs> Mark's a sweetheart. Mm. He is. He's wonderful. Really yep. lovely. Okay, and we have one more call from Samantha Smith. Hey, Jason, Karen, Lucy, Rima, and David, and all the other amazing guest co-hosts throughout the Podcast Network. Hello from Australia. I've listened to you guys for as long as I can remember. Um, I started off finding the Walking Dead cast, and at the time I thought, oh, this is a really cool way to listen to a podcast that about a show that I really love, but the format was what did it for me the top three the top five I loved that format because it wasn't just a play-by-play of what happened through the episode it was like interesting things and things that I didn't even pick up on half the time and I wasn't a comic reader so I didn't know so your guys insight was exactly what I needed to help understand how (laughs) this show was working um, and a lot of the things that I didn't understand Um, and then when I found out that you guys were covering Game of Thrones I jumped straight Mm -hmm. on that Um, Love listening to you guys covering that. Then when you guys announced Strange Indeed, I was so excited because I knew I was going to hear Rima Jo and her accent, (laughs) which I just loved. Um, And from from there, I then watched Legion, Westworld, or everything you guys covered. I was just all over it. And I loved hearing you guys break it down, help me out, especially with Westworld because, oh, my God, (laughs) I was like a five-year-old trying to build a train engine when I watched that show. I had no clue what was going on. So thank you guys for covering that. Um, I don't always get to send – well, I never actually get to send in voicemails or feedback because I'm always a few days behind your recording. So I never get in on time. But there was one time when you guys said my name and told me to not get bit and it was the highlight of my week I have to tell you so here's to you guys and the hours of time that you put in for our enjoyment and our entertainment thank you thank you so much for everything you do we really appreciate it and here's to the next um, 10 amazing years Um, here is my zombie sound See you guys. <laughs> that is an adorable, adorable yeah. zombie sound. I like that one because uh, I don't really know Samantha because, as she said, she's in Australia, so she, you know, too late for yeah. her to write in. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I've heard from her a, a couple of times, but that was the first time she's ever called, and it was really cool. Like, oh wow, you're covering all these shows. That's such great validation for doing all this stuff <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> oh that's so you. nice thank you sam it's pretty cool to have all those countries represented too we have a we have quite a few 
Yeah, Yay. totally. Mm. Yeah, if you go in the um, podcast stats, you can see where people listen. And sometimes there's people from like Iraq, and I'm like, oh, it must be like yes. military guys or something, you know? No, you never know. <laughs> That's amazing. You never know. Yeah. Uh, she mentioned Strange Indeed. I, I, um, Reem and I, when we covered Lock and Key on there, kept joking that we were going to cover British Bake Off when it comes out because oh, that would be Strange amazing. Indeed. And I'm, and I'm like, I told her, I'm like, we should. We should do that, right? We're going to do it. She goes, I thought you were kidding. I'm like, no, let's do it. She's like, I don't know if my listeners will like that. And I'm like, come on. You love <laughs> the British Bake Off. I just think it would be so much fun off. to like complain <laughs> about the ones we don't like and talk about how much we want to eat all, eat all the dishes and all that kind of stuff. I would love if that became like the most controversial podcast we did. Like I can see it getting heated. Like I know I've felt <laughs> big things about the Bake Off in my time. So I would love it if that was the one that got us like really kind of very kind of tense podcasting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously we're going to have to come up with content for Walking Dead Castle. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll do yeah. it. <laughs> But uh, man, it's so nice to hear all you guys who called yeah, in. Is. Thank you. Thank you, mm. everybody. Thanks, everybody. I am. Um, thank you so much. I'm smiling. My cheeks hurt. I'm smiling so much. <laughs> so thank you. It's good stuff. All right. That's our decade of shows. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so the season 10 finale airs on October 4th, although I don't think it's actually a finale since they're extending the season. So we will figure out stuff to do in the meantime. Um, we're going to... Rima and Sean and I are going to do our fourth annual Comic-Con special probably next uh, Brilliant. Yeah, you guys, either one of you is welcome to join us for that. But we've been doing those for three years in a row. It's pretty fun to just talk about the things that came out at Comic Con that we're most excited about. So we'll be doing that. Mm. Uh, if you guys want to give us a call, you can reach us at 650 485 DEAD. That's 650 485 3323. You can always send an email to brainsedpodcastica.com. You can find us on the web at facebook.com slash deadcast. And be sure to check out the other shows at podcastica.com. The one I'm working on right now is House Podcastica. That, in case it's a little confusing, is another podcast that I do. It's basically my other podcast. We're doing Cobra Kai right now, which is really fun. It's mm. kind of an antidote to all these heavy times. And it's <laughs> coming over to Netflix. So uh, we actually oh, decided to wait for season two until it comes out on August 28th. So in the meantime, we're just covering the Karate Kid movies. Fun. So I, I recommend, yeah, people checking that out. I uh, say I finally, 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 I'm watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, oh. how far are you in? Are you? I'm far enough in to know that I would die for Baby Yoda, like I would <laughs> die for him. We had an argument about this. Like poor Peter was sitting on the sofa. There's something happens in episode three where it looks like baby Yoda's going to be in peril and I teared up and started being like why aren't you doing anything if something happens to him it's going to be your fault and Peter's like it's a show so I'm pretty invested <laughs> wow Very yeah cute. so that is another show why Lucy's bringing this up is we covered it mm. on House Podcastica me and my friend Richard and Chris from the Talking Dead podcast same crew that did the Evil Dead cast and that season two is supposed to come out in October and we're going to jump back on that for that too I can't wait to go back and listen <laughs> I'm really excited it's so good 
This episode is made possible by Patreon supporters like Laura, Dwight, Anwen, Jamie, Cecily, Rennie, Derek, David, Jackie, Danette, Vanessa, Remy, Mark, Martha, Wendy, Megan, Tammy, Leanne, Karen, Shelly, Allie, David, Christy, Mads, Natalie, Cindy, Steve, Jocelyn, Laura, Sean, Nicole, Steph, Marcy, Priscilla, Lauren, Paik, Evan, Rebecca, Bryson, Kim, Ben, Dot, Don, Matt, and that's just like a few of you guys but thank you so much for everyone who's helped support this passion of mine by pledging at patreon.com slash jason and karen um i people who are enjoying hearing hearing karen right now and missing her if you go pledge uh five dollars a month or more you'll hear karen and i goofing around every month on our jason karen show and you'll get access to all the previous episodes we did and that's super fun i love doing that show Yeah, because we get to talk about whatever we want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Also, don't forget to go to (laughs) vote.org. Check your voting status. (laughs) Whether you're dead or undead. Yeah, either way. It's fine. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Happy Happy anniversary. anniversary.